favorite one? Let's see. 80s. 80s Metal Tuesday. Here it is. All right. That's Here the soundtrack. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Impaired listeners. <laughs> huh? Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. It is March 29th, 2022, 8.09 p.m. Eastern, 5.09 Pacific, where I am, Eastern uh, Mountain. 5.09 Arizona time. Oh, same thing. Fun. Awesome. And, and 8.09 in New York. you guys eight o'clock it's time to rock yeah That's right <laughs> eight a eight inch clock and we're lo- um. <laughs> johnny bean at the board dane zimmerman at zim's guitars in arizona mm-hmm. that would be me down here my buddy Blue Rhino and me here in New York in Mama Kuda's house. And I believe Neo DePaul will be joining us shortly, also in Arizona. Welcome, everybody. It's yeah. been a slow news week, so I know we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> Nothing to talk about. Yeah, there's you know, there's a war going on. We, nobody cares about that. We don't care. Oh, I... I care. I care. I just know we're going to talk about it like maybe that much, if at all. Yeah. Uh, And Stephen Franklin, member for 17 months, top of the world package. Wow, man. Stephen Franklin. There you go. There you go. If you're watching this right now on YouTube in the chat, you see Stephen Franklin just used a, a green chat overlay. That's. That's a special feature for channel members. Every month they get to do a, a free, it's like a free like shout out. So that's what he just did. So, Steven, very cool, man. Very cool. Wow. Let's yeah, say hi to our. What do you guys think about that intro song with some added lyric content? Lyric content? Yeah. Were you singing? I was singing. You guys didn't hear. Oh, it. Jo- your, your mic mute was, was muted. Your, 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 your mic. Your mute. Was Johnny. Mic. Johnny mutes the mics when the intro music Johnny. plays. Johnny. Yeah. Well, it's it's automatic. It's automatic. Although you can unmute yourself. Yeah, you could do that. Well, you we could should, do that if you wanted to. We should. <laughs> you should send that intro around to all of us and let us put our come own up with lyrics. lyrics. And then we'll send them back to you, and you can oh. play the best one, or you could just have 
different versions every once in a while. That's actually, like you know, you know, we should man. do, you know, we should do, we should actually, Johnny, I got a great idea. We should actually have a contest for the audience and we yep. should say, everyone should send in their version of lyrics to the song, to, to the, the introduction song. song, to the introduction yeah. song of talking guitars in eighties metal live. Everyone should send in their version of the song. Like, you know, let them sing it. And we'll play it on the air and like, we'll give a prize to like the best version of it. That what do you cool. think of that? Yeah. That one of the awesome, prizes right? could be a brand new Zim's guitars bumper sticker. Nice. Oh, awesome. We need better prizes than this, right? <laughs> For that, if they go to all the work to do that. Hey, look, man, we got to start somewhere. So that, yeah, that could be okay. in the prize, but mm -hmm. what do you, what do you guys in the chat think? Would you guys enter uh, a song contest if we um if we did that if we invited you guys to sing lyrics to our opening theme song would you guys do that Let, let's take a survey johnny let's say if we can get enough people maybe we'll do that that sounds fun uh let's see would we're going to take a survey. Hold on a sec. Johnny's going to put a survey up in the chat. Johnny Bean intro song. Johnny Bean intro. Talking guitars and 80s metal life. With yeah, there you go. Neanderthal. Dean and Johnny also blue rhino. <laughs> I expect a, a more creative version than that for everybody, but. Maybe it's at 150 right now. Yeah. Huh? Are there deals going on? Yeah, Dane's Dane's making uh Dane's making bucks while we're while we're here. Awesome. All right, All right so let's <laughs> see. So so there's a um there's a, a poll in the chat right now. <laughs> let's take a look. And thank you, Warlag. Warlag says, man, Kuda, you're looking fresh. Don't know if it's uh, no glasses or if you got a haircut. Uh, both, actually. My my eye infection is is over, so I don't have to wear oh. my glasses and back to normal. And um, and I did I did cut my hair recently. And uh, Mama Kuda likes it so much. She's like, oh, don't wear the hat tonight. I like your hair so much. All right. So here we go. There she is. Nice. See? Yeah, you know who need you know who needs a hat. What? <laughs> uh, Watch the Oscars. It's all fake. Uh, they don't even let him in. He tries to get in the door. He's got a tux. And, don't you know who I am? Uh, I'm sure I did the theme song for some movie. Uh, let me in. I want to complain about Billie Eilish. <laughs> Thank you, James G. <laughs> Let's say hi wow. to everyone in the chat. Let's say hi. Let's uh look at music therapy Laz, Nightbot, my Jew homie Jew. Yeah, my Jew homie Joe Hervey 84, Can't Drive 55, James G, Music Therapy Laz, Megatod 707, Octopus Ears, Mark Dillon. Uh, Christopher Live Sawa, Denham, New Jersey, Tim Thomas, R2, R3 Locking Nut, Warlag, 
uh zach thong paulie walnuts in the house rock daddy in the house uh ian taylor jeff davidson pete davidson kim kardashian David uh, kai matthews <laughs> dizzy dean davidson <laughs> the great neanderthal everybody give a big welcome down there hey man Let's Sorry, see. I'm eating my dinner. I got caught late at work, so. No worries. Eat up. Uh, what is that? Sushi? Hell yeah. Oh, cool. Let's see. Mike Neese, Chris Bevan, all Dave, all night in the house. Uh, Keith Campbell. Keith Campbell says, give the Kramer bass away as the prize if we do a song contest. Uh, let's see. Murph Maybe. Murphy. Murph Murphy. That'd be a good prize. Let's see. Kendra 55. Uh, Jimmy Ray Hawkins in the house. Uh, Majestic PB and J Cat. Hey, dude. Thomas. Uh, let's see. Looking, 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 looking. My girl Sandra Picorni. Ah, Picorni. Ah, Picorni. This is my song. We love you a long time. Somebody put she'll those sing, lyrics over that music. She'll sing that to talk there to guitars go. and it's not alive. Uh, let's see. Uh, Janice, la, 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 la. Let's see. My girl Erica in the house. My girl Kayla in the house. Mike Murs. Uh, Participants Eric tab has all the names. Sophie. Erica's lovely wife, Sophie. Um, oh, Murphy, uh, do, 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 do. scrolling, scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through, talking guitars and 80s mad alive. Uh, let's see. Thank you, False Flag. Oh, False Flag chimed in already? Yeah. Johnny's been paid. Yes. In anticipation, in false anticipation. Uh, of the show being of quality. False Flag says, let's hope Mama Kuda doesn't do a Will Smith on John. By the way, Will Smith, now a verb. Uh, <laughs> symmetry, my man, Symmetry in the house. Symmetry, hey, dude. Stephen Franklin. Uh, let's see, Vistalite 1972. Mama Kuda, of course, watching. Right, let me... My beloved Mama Kuda. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I got nothing better on TV. On yeah, yeah. I, I said my mom watches the show simultaneously as other shows, so she's like on our on her phone watching our show, and then she's also looking up at the screen. So she's like screen within a screen, just seeing what's going on. Is anything funny? That's, no, that's oh, what American I do. Idol. <laughs> yeah, that's what you four, do during I've the show. I've got four screens sitting here. <laughs> I have three screens sitting here. The great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi in the house. Hellstorm in the house. Zach Thong in the house. Jay. Jay, right there. Jay. Man. Jay. There it is. Opening Can't soon. By the way, uh, already got a question from the chat. Chris Bevan asking about our thoughts on the band TKO. Band out of Portland, Oregon. Never heard of uh, Of course you haven't. Um, it's half of Taiketo. <laughs> no, it's not. That's actually way better. 
Uh, TKO was a fantastic band. Uh, lead singer was uh, Brad Sinsel, who went on to be in a band called War Babies. Maybe you've heard of War Babies. Um, but kind of have, a, have an old Judas Priest feel to them. Good band. Judas Priest, Judas Priest is old. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good, good, uh, good comparison. So TKO, cool band. Um, there's your thoughts, Chris. I think it was Chris Bevan who asked for that. Nice. Thank you, Chris Bevan. Thank you, Chris. Let's see. Wow. Their big, their big quote-unquote song was uh, "I Want to Fight." I want to rock, rock. <laughs> that's that's uh, next year's theme for the Oscars, by the way. Vince They're McMahon using, couldn't be happier. Using that song. They're using that song. Let's see. Uh, someone said they sent me something on Facebook. Let's take a look. Um, hold on. Oh, I had a bitch of a time getting on Facebook today. Did anybody else get the uh, the LS nonce uh, login no. uh, code today? That is a it's a um, an automated thing that happens when the servers can't generate the six digit authentication code that they Facebook has sort of pushed us all into now for two factor authentication. So when mm -hmm. you put you put your password and then it says, you know, did you get a code? You have to punch in that six number code. Well, when their yeah. servers fuck up and you can't get a code, it says LS and then dash uh, N-O-N-C-E, which is, I guess, number used once. Something to do with your phone number doesn't match up with your account or whatever it is. But it's, it's a total fucking pain in the ass. And I got blocked out of Facebook all day today. And I'm still having problems when I try to log in in certain places. It will tell me that it's already sent me too many authentication uh, codes to mm -hmm. get on. So I have to go into my iPad and like verify every login. Big pain in the ass. Uh, Dane, Jay says he sent you. Goodbye. I think he said, I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> Thank you. Stop, stop, thief, thief. Dane just sold a, did you sell one of those Chinese tellies or one of the other, a real telly? Uh, I didn't see Dane collect any money. I just saw people running out. Was that a flash mob? It was Dave Bob, just a squire. I'm sorry, give the money back if you're not happy. <laughs> Go chase him out and uh <laughs> here, take the guitar and your money. I feel really bad about selling you only a squire. And uh poker joker, my main app, my favorite amp I've I've talked about a lot is uh, a little GKML two fifty. The lunchbox, the mm -hmm. high-powered lunchbox amp. I love that. I had one and of those down here. I know. I, I told you, whoever gets that is getting a really good amp. I sold it on Reverb. I eventually was like, okay, it's got to be a Reverb. Yeah, he shipped something. Nice. Nice. I don't sell anything on Reverb anymore because the fucking Never ship. They ten ninety nine you now. Oh, and that's how listen. I don't message, need that. Me message for the audience right here. Keep you, delicious bang energy drink out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Keep delicious bang oh. energy drink out of your fucking mouth. And the awkward okay, okay, uh, award. Okay. okay. Mm. I will. Okay. Just relax. I will. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. 
Just relax. Thumbs up for that, at least. We got 100 people will, sitting here. I will smack that can <laughs> out of your hand. <laughs> right now, Bang Energy Drink is like. <sighs> they don't watch the show. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. There you go. Uh, Dane, did you check your messenger? Because uh, Jay Hannon has posted it a bunch of times in the chat. He's apparently going to return. He's, no, he's not checking his messenger because it says I'm returning the guitar. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> what? No, no, it, it's fine. I, I've seen it. it. Oh. Is this true? No. I don't know because oh. Dane hasn't opened the Thank message. You. Dane, just check Jay's message. Okay. No, I looked at it the other time. I just didn't reply to it. Oh, okay. So you're ghosting him. <laughs> Dane does that. Dane does that to all his customers. Once you once you buy a guitar and you're out that door, nope. I got Where another. Are you from, are you from Australia? I have Never a guitar returned. to show Jay if he's on here watching right now. He I is. He's, ready. he's right there. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I I will smack that can of bang like I will smack Jada Pinkett's ass. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Keep that fucking Kiesel out of your fucking store. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Keep that fucking Kiesel out of your fucking store. Oh, it's the Kiesel Steinber Steinberger ripoff. What color is that? Shit. Uh, according to Jeff Kiesel, it's red. <laughs> it depends who you ask. <laughs> oh, boy. Dane, I'm really torn because I want you to do well, obviously, but I have something against the brand. Maybe if the price was right, people won't mind. <laughs> Ooh. There it is. There it goes. Wow. In a flash of desperation. Brown's fan says firewood. Nothing on that guitar is made of wood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fucking plastic. It's very it's returnable material. I mean recyclable material. I'm sorry. Hey, in all honesty, Jeff Kiesel took what was left over of carbon guitars. And he rebranded. <laughs> was that the guitar falling off the shelf, Dane? And they are. That he was has Kiesel. done an incredible job, <laughs> more or less resurrecting an old dead guitar company. I think uh, I think uh, erecting is the uh, keyword. They are there. full on legit. Yeah, they are full on legit. Million dollars of sales every year. Yeah, leave a thumbs up if you don't like Kiesel guitars. <laughs> <laughs> just hit the like button on the video. <laughs> yeah, just turn the sound off and just keep hitting like. Yeah. They're made in America. Well, that's one they're good made in thing. America. Unfortunately, they're the embarrassment to the country. <sighs> yeah. You're kind of barking uh, at the wrong crowd. Jesus. <laughs> Was that Jeff Kiesel? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah okay so anyway how many people uh like um <laughs> Keys of guitars. Keys of guitars. <laughs> we did yeah. we were all about kiesel until well we, we were uh, they did our friend wrong all i'm gonna say times, is they did times. a lot of our friends I wrong i get it here's the thing on the one hand fuck those guys for what they did to jay on the other hand they do sell the um you know the Jason Becker tribute guitar and donate funds to Jason. So that's the one good thing they do. I will. I you know I'm I'm. There's a balance in the world. Um, you know, head, thumbs have, up for what they do for Jason, but I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't buy that, their guitars. Other than that, their new endorsee, Johnny. Let me see a photo of that new endorsee they announced. Uh, that one. There he is. <laughs> love, love, Jeff Kiesel. <laughs> Hooked me up with the best guitar I ever did play, and it looks good like me. <laughs> it's got my signature right under the pickup. Cobra Just Kai, so. your mission. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai's a good soldier. Slap a guitar on that picture right there. There you go. <laughs> Kiesel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mess, Paul. <laughs> That's the mech caster. <laughs> oh, Christ. Let's say hi to the big bosses, the executive producers of the show. The blame, or the people that take the blame for us. Executive producers, Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150. Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB&J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, ADHD Sharp, Michael B, R Habs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christian, Linny Lou, and my little geriatric sex kitten Mary. Keep my name out of your fucking mouth! <laughs> Mary, what? Stop. Mary, I'm reading the credits right now. Keep my fucking name out of your fucking mouth! Hey, Mary, calm down. I will. I, I will. James Gum, John Moronic, uh, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. That's the top tier of channel membership here on Johnny Bean TV. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button. It's a lot of fun. And as you saw, thanks to uh, uh, what's his name? False Flag. Thanks to False Flag. Any super chat will change the color of the lights in the guitar moir right next to Ned. Aw. Aw. There he is. And if anybody wants to call in, Dead Ned, four one five nine five two three two six three. Actually, the other night people started calling him Ned Templeman, which is a good one. <laughs> I always so, call him Nettie Van Halen. Yep, we're live on Facebook. We got Ned Facebook Roy. stars, and I really got to reorganize all these cards. Van Halen group, we're live sixty. Just under 63,000 members, EBH Gear Live pages. And this is something that's been around for quite a while, but we really got to start promoting this stuff. You can review us on Google. Oh, boy. 
So <laughs> head on over. Link is in the chat. That should be interesting. You're really inviting a hell storm of shit, aren't you? Leave a review about these videos, about the channel, any of this stuff. Just head on over there. Link in the chat. Yeah, please be kind. Just lie. For fuck's sakes, just lie. Just say the show is entertaining and good and, and just, you know, say nice things about Blue Rhino. But, you know, just just lie about the rest of us. Just just say you're entertained, even if for a little bit. Right now, my mother is like, terrible language, horrible lack of entertainment value, not family friendly at all. She's leaving a review right now. My mother. He talks dirty about his mother. Who does that? <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. My mom's yelling from upstairs. What? Keep, Keep my name out of your <laughs> fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, mom, stop. Jesus Christ. Has your mom ever slapped you like that? Has she ever my, given no, you no. His mom hits, his mom yeah, hits not, like a real man. Yeah, not, 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 not my mom so much. My dad, my dad used to do the wind up in the pitch. It was like one of those cartoons like Popeye where he'd wind up this rubber arm and crank his fist and uh, 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 then like a propeller would take off. Just whap me across. <laughs> My dad would grab his belt and he'd be whoosh and he'd whip that old leather belt off and and how'd you know your dad spanked me? Yeah, he saw uh, <laughs> he saw a lot of kids running. Oh, we'd run your dad was always back. after the young boys. <laughs> a lot of kids running. He's at it again. He's got his belt out. Who is well, this guy? Why is he in the school? Belt off, but then his his pants would fall down, so we knew we could get away. <laughs> in the schoolyard his his pants were always down and he's chasing random kids with a belt what the fuck who is this guy hey dad <laughs> that's great <laughs> daddy issues so let's see let's see the result of our poll Polly, we asked if um if we had a song contest would people come up with lyrics <laughs> to the johnny bean intro song let's see 42% said no. 32% <laughs> said yes. 22% said Matt. 3% said I rap. Well, I guess we're not having a song contest. It, it, that's not that horrible of a percentage of people that would, you know, include it. Well, it's mostly no. That would participate. Mostly no, it? yeah. It's mostly yeah, but let's no. say that's we had no five or ten really good participants. We only have 3% rappers here, and that's also <laughs> kind of weird. Word to your mother. Uh, Poker Joker says, Will Smith is getting his Oscar pulled tomorrow. Meanwhile, he's getting his Burt, his Burt pulled tonight <laughs> and his Ernie fisted tonight. <laughs> All his Muppets are getting taken care of. And then there's the stuff it up your ass. Uh, Snuffleupagus. Oh, my God. Back to Muppet. We talked about Muppets for like two hours on Saturday. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. What'd you talk about? You stole all my bits, didn't about you? About Muppets, yeah. <laughs> stole all my bits. <laughs> the Saturday show, you guys got a lot of views on the Saturday show. You guys did really good. 
Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can recycle Mancuda's old Muppet jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Bert looks like a penis and Ernie looks like a sideways vagina. Hey, I hear there was a shock at the Oscar. Get it? Oscar the Grouch. What's green and smells like bacon? Kermit's penis. (laughs) (laughs) Never liked those Muppet jokes. Uh, Anyway, so, all right. I see see you all chomping at the bit in uh in the chat to talk about uh talk about the oscars i i before we even got on the show i I was reading the chat and i see everyone's like will they talk about the oscars i hope to talk about the yeah we'll talk about the oscars i mean listen if you guys follow me on social media on jonathan mancuda at face on facebook and jonathan mancuda on um on uh, Instagram. And uh, if you guys have been following me, you'll know I've been having a field day with making memes the last two days. I mean, just a fucking field day, go to my Facebook or Instagram and you will experience some fun homemade memes that I have just been having a ball doing. And of course I've been playing on Twitter with everyone and um, just, just insane fun. Uh, I, I was watching I was watching the Oscars live. I was watching it with Mama Kuda, who almost spit out her popcorn. And uh, <laughs> you know, look, you know, if, if you haven't seen it already, the the Japanese version is online because in America, you know, we have that seven second delay that um, you know, they they censored all the curses and whatnot, but you, you basically go on YouTube or um you just go online, Google Japanese version or Japanese TV version of Oscars slap. Trust me, you'll find it. And, you know, you'll see the full thing. It's fun. Um, a lot of people ask me, first of all, if it's real. Yes. If you if you if you have any doubt that it's real, that it wasn't a hoax, I've got a flying saucer to sell you so you could travel into the future. OK, it's real. It's 100 no, percent real. It's a thousand percent real. No, it's not. It's not wow, real. Yes, it is. Not real. It's not real. Thousands. Not real. No, it's not. D- Dane, how, what do you think, yes, Dane? Real or not? I think it was real. Look at this. It's a thousand percent real. It's not real. You're in Hollywood. You want to believe. I'm in Hollywood. I know people that were there. Believe me, it was real. Oh, no. He really slapped him. He but the whole thing's a work. He really slapped him. It was a work. It was, it was a it was it was a fucking it was a film slap. This this is not good publicity for anybody. It's this publicity not... and all publicity is good publicity. No, it's not. No, it is it's not. Cool. Really? Ask Chris Rock's gate receipts this week. Yeah, listen. Will Chris Smith... Rock's Chris Rock is going on his first tour in years, and ticket sales boomed after Sunday night. Win. Will Smith does I, I something think shocking. Being a win for Chris Rock, it's it's definitely Will, Will a win Smith, for Chris Will Rock. Smith could be banned from the Academy at this point, and that's a he's big not going to fucking... be banned from the Academy. They're not going to ban him. Oh, I I think they absolutely will. They're not going to ban him. I think they, they will. If they, ban, if they ban Will Smith, they got to ban. They got to take away all these 
these uh, awards from guys who are fucking. I didn't racist. say they're going to take away his award. I That's don't what think I'm saying. Take away well, his then, then let him. Then they let can. him ban him. They can. Did they? But did they? Will, they they'll do what did they, they did ban Mel Gibson? They they banned Kanye. From, did they, they ban Mel Gibson? What did Mel Gibson do at the Oscars? Oh, he only he only dropped into some anti-Semitic shit. At the Oscars? No, not at the Oscars, but throughout his life. Oscars. Who what, cares? what you do in your personal life is a whole different thing than what you do on stage at the Oscars. When you're under their roof, playing by their rules, all right. This then, is the, the academy. So then let me no. ask you three let me ask you three simple questions, John. Go ahead. Why wasn't he escorted out? They were debating it. The people that were in charge of that were on opposite ends of the room. They started to talk about it, but it was like right up back to back on the time that he was up for Best Actor Award. Why didn't he and Jada walk out? What do you mean, why didn't he and Jada walk out? If they're so fucking pissed off, if he was so mad, if because she was so he upset made, about- he made his point. He made his point. No, what he, he got he did, done what he wanted to do. There was what no he reason did, for him to walk out. He wasn't what he did was- shunned. 40 minutes before his category was about to be announced for the Academy Award for Best Leading Actor in a Movie Role, he did something that went viral for a half an hour, giving it enough time for people to go, oh shit, I wonder what just happened to the Oscars. Let's turn it on and find out. And the winner is Will fucking Smith. There he is. I don't think pro, I, was, it's I was watching and I loved it. It's pro wrestling. The whole thing is pro wrestling. It's absolutely Joe, Jerry Lawler and, and Andy Kaufman all over again. Totally different level, dude. You but don't Will fuck Smith around with did, the um, You guys, you, you guys saw the, the footage of Will Smith practicing the slap. Yeah. Right? No. There is. Oh, TMZ found it. Oh, did Let's they? See it. Yep. Let's see it. Yep. Oh, I'd love Let's to see, see that. It. It's true. Yeah. Dude, I've seen, there was a, this is how bad. People have gone on to this thing, the Zabruder film. I mean, there was literally a boxing analyst from England that put up a YouTube video that shows in stop motion the fact that, A, the hands are spread like you're taught in in Hollywood when you hit somebody, um, that the chin gets tucked, that he hits him here across the collarbone. Chris Rock leans into it and rolls with it. A minute, there's a connection. Will Smith, when he turns around, has a shit-eating grin on his face. The, the whole thing. Dude, if somebody comes up it's and cold cocks you, dude, your natural reaction is to, is to defend yourself. Yeah, or, or rub you're his totally face. High. He didn't yeah, rub his totally face. He didn't touch he his face. He never touched his face. He ne- it's it's you're totally absolutely- high. He took, he took a swing at him. His face was forward. Chris Chris's face was forward because he thought it was a joke. He thought that oh, Will. It was a joke. Get on a bit. It was a joke. It's all. It's all been. It's all a joke. The whole thing is a joke. Yes, it is. Dude, it's not a fucking. The problem is with what happened is it's the relationship that Will is in with his wife. That relationship is some sort of weird open relationship. Weird things are going on there, and Will Smith is he's just he's going crazy. Trying to deal with that, he went. From no, look here. Here's laughing, the problem. Here's the problem. Angry Will Smith crying. needs his to take. Like Will, Will Smith needs to take his frustration with his cheating wife out on whoever she's cheating with or her, because the fact is she's having all these affairs. He says, "Well, right. I guess uh, couldn't you not do it?" Well, look, you know, if you want me to leave, Will, because I'm not happy in our marriage. Uh, all right, I guess we could have an open relationship. He's a cock. 
He's Question. totally a cuck husband, and he lets her get away with all that shit. So he's defending her to the he's only person up. that he yeah. can take. If it I was agree. the fucking Rock or any anyone like fucking uh uh what's his name um uh who's the other comedian um Ricky Makuta who was it Ricky Gervais Not, Ger- Gervais he wouldn't stand up to either or um what's his name had his uh, Chappelle Dave Chappelle do you think Will Smith would walk up to Dave Chappelle and crack him like that no because Question. Chris Rock is a little guy Question number Will 2 Will Smith is not a big guy he would not walk up to anyone he would he would fucking see Dave Chappelle do that or The Rock do that or one of the other hosts do that and he'd be like continue laughing <laughs> no bitch I ain't going up to defend your honor I the whole thing on the weird woman that is involved question she number is, two she is definitely a weird a weird woman yeah. what Paul? question I number two go ahead camera goes over Will Smith's shoulder so that you have the worst possible angle of the slap on live television. They were, who's going to get a side angle for a stage show that's head on? There's no reason to have a camera facing the side. It's the Oscars. You're presenting to the audience. Question this isn't probably, a, this isn't a, there's probably a dozen different camera angles. You're dreaming question, conspiracy theory. Question number three. Why didn't they go to commercial? When something on a live television show goes wrong, when there's an injury at a basketball game or a football game, they immediately go to the host and they go, "We'll be right back." In that situation, he goes up was like that. When he goes up, I think everyone in the world was freaking shot. It wasn't planned. Absolutely planned, dude. You're out of your mind. Absolutely planned. Please, right off the bat, the audience laughed. Uh Oh well. Please. You're we're talking about we're talking mind. about a show that hasn't had that hasn't had any any uh, viewership or the declining viewers for years. The oh, Academy isn't some freaking circus. The Academy is the Academy. You're talking the prestigious uh, Academy of Hollywood. They don't play games. Are you kidding? Every actor in the world practices the fake slap or the fake punch mm-hmm. routine. Mm-hmm. Dude, all of us know how to do it. It doesn't matter. You don't fuck around no, with the, the F- academy. You no, don't, the you F- don't screw with you don't screw with your career like that. This is the not F-bombs a game. Weren't, people are like the F bombs were fake. No, the F bombs weren't fake. The show is on audio and video delay. There is a seven second delay. If something yes. goes wrong, they can cut out and go to commercial. That yeah, dude, clearly fact is something went wrong. Okay? That clearly went wrong. And they were there. I know people that were there watching him freak out when they did go to commercial. Right. And he's starting the, to fucking cry. And his friends are gathering around him saying, it's all right. It's all right. You know, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll freaking um, all, all the other people that won awards. Mm-hmm. It was so unfair to someone like Questlove who like lost his moment. Of of a documentary he worked his ass off for. It was so freaking unfair to all of the other people in the room. The air got sucked out of that room. The mood got sucked out of that room. There was absolutely, no fucking fake. That's the most ridiculous conspiracy theory nope, shit in the nope. world. It is a. It Bullshit. was an abs. It was an absolutely fake bit that went wrong. And Not now at they're. All. Tr- I, I well, I will agree to disagree here. Well, I have to. I, I, I've seen enough video evidence of it. Uh, I feel uh, I know feel cynical enough and have seen enough publicity stunts. I do this for a living. 
And do we both do this for a living? Right, but, uh, but I deal I deal in theater of the mind every day on the radio. And every time your radio, your favorite radio morning show on the face of the earth gets suspended for shit they did, it's a planned vacation to get people talking. This is the this is the oldest trick in the book. It's pro wrestling 101. Your product is sagging. Do something outrageous that gets people to talk about you. He should Dude, have been. This is if not, this, if this, this was is not so, a good look for anyone. Then, if it was such a bad look, egregious, a he should have been fucking pulled out of the uh, out of the room because he's clearly unstable. They should never have given him another opportunity. He almost did. He almost let me finish. did. Let me finish. He should never have been allowed to get back up on stage in front of a live camera and live microphone in front of a live audience after perpetuating that assault on Chris Rock. He should have been escorted out, and they should have awarded his. Will Smith can obviously not be here today. He's backstage in the green room. They put a fucking camera on him back there away from everybody. He should have been removed from the place, and he should never have been allowed to be back on that fucking stage. The Academy... Uh, they absolutely they, admit they, they put him back on stage 40 minutes later because the fucking viewership was at its highest rate in years because of this publicity stunt. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit. It's and that's bullshit fine. All, it worked, dude. It worked. It didn't work, dude. Sure it, it, did. it was a bad look and feel for everybody. Who gives a shit? It's fucking rich people giving uh, giving statues to other rich people. It's a fucking circle jerk to I begin with. Dude, I'm not. I'm not saying it's for the every man to fucking say. Oh yeah, this is this is a, a hard thing for my family. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's Hollywood elite versus Hollywood elite. But the fact is, it's not a good fucking look. What? Wait, what is a good look for the Oscars? Dude, then Chris Rock should have just shit on stage if you want something outrageous to happen. They should have me fucking host. If you're that they should mad, have me fucking host. If you're I'll, that I'll mad, host. If I'll you're give you that a mad show, about, you'll never forget. If you're It'll that be a mad about somebody bonanza, so Will Smith is more upset about somebody making a ball joke about his wife than guys being balls deep in her throat. Fuck this. But that's he the got, thing. He if won't you get a, stand up to anyone fucking his wife. Well, then he should he certainly won't stand up to his wife. We clearly know why he didn't win the Academy Award for his portrayal of Ali because he doesn't know how to throw a fucking right hook. If you're that he was, mad, he was trying to slap him, and he succeeded. He slapped it. He was looking he to knock him out. Slapped him. This is fake. Look at his arm. He Hollywood this, slapped this, him. This picture looks like a setup. He Dude, Hollywood slapped him. On, you're looking from one angle. That's ridiculous. Everybody's banging his wife, and he can't stand up to his wife. So the only time he could lash out is to someone like little Chris Rock. He, well, then, if that's the case, then you if you want to make a statement, you ball up your fist and you crank him right across the jaw and fucking drop him. There, if you're that no mad, way. if you're no that mad, he, the thing is, he, right he wasn't that mad. He was laughing like at the fucking joke. This footage of him laughing at the fucking joke first, <laughs> he thought it was funny as fuck. Then he turned to Jada. He's laughing Jada after he looked at him and him. said, I am going to fuck all of your friends now. She gave him the stink eye and says, you better get up there and do something. You know, that's the look she gave him because he's you, a cock. If we had the whole, if we had the whole frame by frame immediately after that, that slap that Chris Rock takes right there. Will Smith's head turns around to the left, and he's got a shit-eating grin on his face. The whole thing was a joke yeah, that went wrong. He's got a shit-eating grin because he feels he won. He didn't feel he did something wrong. No. Instead, he made a fucking balls dass ass of himself at the fucking Oscars during the highest moment in his career. He fucked himself. 
He looked like an absolute dick to half of fucking Hollywood. Showed he can't hold his fucking temper. You don't right. fucking throw violence out on no at all, much less at that. the Oscars. And if somebody hits you yeah. in the face, John, you don't at any point think to yourself, react. You just take it and go, oh my God. Here's to Chris's professionalism. He fucking held his ground. He fucking took the punch. Did a little bit of shock for a sec. Looked to the looked to the the producers like, oh, should I go on now? And they kind of waved him on like, what the fuck? But he just, as a professional, he held his ground and did good. Boy, he they did, for some for good. something that was so unexpected, they all reacted pretty good about keeping the show. The show must go on. Huh? That's because of Chris Rock's reaction on how quickly he turned it into another joke. Mm -hmm. Immediately, it took him like three seconds. Because he knew Chris was shocked and he laugh. fucking he rolled with laugh. it. Three seconds later, he got another laugh. There's no, no I, way. I will agree that to disagree. That we'll, would, we'll have to agree would, to disagree. I will. Violence. I think, I think time will tell whether or not this thing was real. If it turns out to have been real and not at all a joke that's gone awry, I will will admit it. I'll concede the point. At this point, I don't believe that it's real. I believe there's enough question in my mind that the thing was a joke. It was all pre-planned and set up and it, and it went bad. Multi-millionaire actors that win Oscars and stuff don't come up with little skits to try to ruin their career. They didn't try. This no isn't shit. trying to ruin their career. It's trying to get some, some publicity. This was, by the way, they their don't need that publicity. No. Okay. Publicity, publicity is not this, Paul. This is this is no, bad they, they look. This Nobody is bad watches look these the, shows anymore. It's a bad look for the Academy. It's a bad look for everyone whose uh, whose wins got got stifled because of this incident. Mm -hmm. It's a bad look for Will Smith, who instead of reveling in his win, was was just crying and and apologizing to the wrong people. Now a lot of people are just pissed off at him. Uh, it's it's a bad look for everyone. And it, and it really robbed if, a uh, lot of people, really robbed a lot of people out of their rightful moment. I feel so bad. I don't for disagree with love. any of that. I'm, I don't disagree with any of what you're saying. I'm talking about the event itself. I'm talking about the idea that Chris Rock made a stupid joke that wasn't that good. By the way, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have been around long enough in this industry to take these jokes. They've no, oh, they absolutely. Know they I know 100 percent agree with that. Which all the more feeds the fact that Will Smith getting up there to calmly walk up there, bitch slap him across the face with no reaction whatsoever, and Chris Rock make a joke about it immediately with everybody laughing when he goes back and sits down. At that point, plus Will was allegedly pretty fucked up. He was he was pretty tanked. At the, you know, it had, had a nose tingle. Um, I think it's a joke. I think the event on paper, they thought it was a great idea. I thought it went wrong. Like a lot of live jokes, like anything else that you do, sometimes you do a bit and sometimes it eats shit. And I think that's Will, Will wouldn't, first of all, the, jo the joke itself, I mean, let's put it this way. When you're at an awards ceremony, comics are paid to host to take digs at the audience. That's their job. That's Chris Rock's job. That's what they do. If you are in show business, a certain amount of, of ridicule can come with that. And you have to have, and you know this too, Paul, you have to have a thick fucking skin for rejection and for people making fun of you. And I mean, look, we're ridiculed on this fucking show every day. You know, but but the idea is that <laughs> you guys do that to me. Well, we do. We do it to each other too. We do it to each other. We're not friends. We're brutal human beings. 
Yes, absolutely. In the end, John, in the end, they're actors. And that's yes. a television does show. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. A certain amount of, uh, of openness to ridicule and criticism comes with this territory. Now, when you are up for awards, you know the hosts are going to rip your fucking ass apart. Mm -hmm. You should know it. You should expect it. And Will was fine with it. The problem is his stuck up her ass or other places wife did not take that joke well. Okay, and it's not like let's let's get something straight. The woman doesn't have cancer. Okay, she's got alopecia. Okay, which is something that creates some bald patches on your head. Not fun, but not life threatening either. So let let's not go into this. She's so brave. Oh my god, how is she dealing with? Okay, the woman shaves her head, and and she's got little little patch here, little patch there. Okay, it, it's it's not fun, but it's not something like cancer that you just don't cross that line. It's a joke. And based on the idea that she looked like a, 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 a woman on, on a bed of lettuce in that fucking dress. Okay. There's, there were plenty of joke openings for that. So here you have a woman with a shaven head in a military green outfit. Yeah. It wasn't a great joke, but it was a joke that you would figure someone taking a dig at audience members would make. Now, Will was laughing at that joke like the rest of the audience. Then he looked at her and she was not having this shit. So Will, being the cuckold bitch husband he is, had to go do something or he would hear it at home or she'd suck a couple of dicks on the way home to upset him or whatever. And there yeah. he went up on stage to stand up for the morals of his woman who has no morals and yeah. fucking just went to poor little Chris Rock and got shit-handed. Well, you know, I would, I would say this: some of our favorite moments in history were things like when Slash and Duff showed up fucked up at the American Music Awards, when Meryl Streep was hammered at the Golden Globe Awards. Everybody talks about how great the Golden Globes are, the People's Choice Awards are, or when something shocking and outrageous takes place at so and so award show. And the big knock on the Academy Awards is it's stuffy white people giving each other golden trophies for movies nobody fucking saw. And so, this year, two guys who are not white, who, by the way, if that had been two white guys, this wouldn't even be a discussion. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Abdul wrote a huge, huge essay on how, how this thing backfired for the African-American community. I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly agree with him. Everything that's been broken down in this thing, it was a joke, it was an idea. You know, oh, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. There were lines already prepared. It was a Hollywood slap. He didn't hit him hard. Oh, with it. All that shit happened, and then it blew up into something it shouldn't have been, and they fucked up. They stepped in it. It's a bit, and they stepped Disagree. in it. Disagree. It's not a bit. That's fine. It's not you a bit. Tell like I said, that. I know people that were there. Okay. I know people that yeah, watched that's the trick the, of that's the, the trick of pro wrestling shit after that happened. Huh? That's the trick for pro wrestling. You don't fucking tell people. Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman kept that secret from David fucking Letterman, where they did it on the show for 30 years. They just came out with the fact that Jerry Lawler mm -hmm. knew about it the whole time. A good bit, a good three, three can keep a secret if two are dead. The only people that know if that were planned or not in the entire thing. There are three people, Will Smith, Chris Rock, 
and the director of the fucking Academy Awards. Because he's okay, the guy. Let me, let me stop he's the guy there. Calls, then he's the because guy that's just the camera shot. Just like Comey the Clown, the director of the Academy Awards don't play that. We'll the see. The Academy does not fuck around. We'll see. The Academy does not fuck around. They don't we'll take see. that shit. Security would have been out there. Yep. Regardless, no, like no, right away, because they, were, they, they were wouldn't have known about it. The people that made decisions to get him out were over there and over there and over there. They weren't all talking. They were looking at each other. They were debating and they came out to the point when they finally got around to, you know, what do we do about this? Do we remove him? Do we not? And Chris Rock did not want to press police charges because the police were backstage and they said before he got his award, do you want him arrested for assault? If so you that, that if almost you, happened. Chris Rock made witness, that decision not to. If you if a police officer witnesses an assault, they have to take somebody into custody, whether they, they charge did. or not. They have to take them into protective custody for a certain time for the safety they, of the people around them. They came in. They came in. They if weren't they were really cops just standing there watching the Academy Awards. They they came in. Someone obviously called them. They asked Chris Rock, do you want to press charges? Chris said no. And this is, you know, where we're at right now. But look, in hundred million people watched the highest moment of Will's career. He's not going to make an idiot of himself to ruin his Academy Award acceptance speech. He was crying like a little bitch all the time, thinking Jade is going to spank me. John, you're you're missing that. You're missing the point that I just made, which is if the police witness an assault, they are legally bound, and they didn't to put somebody in. They didn't. Why didn't they? They're not even in the building. They're outside. There are fucking cops there. There's security there. There's cops outside. There's cops doing crowd control. A hundred million people witnessed the assault on live television. The police have to take somebody into custody, protective custody, for 24 hours not a, to ensure the safety of those around. Not him. if he doesn't want to press charges. When yes, they, they do. The if building, they witness it. Look, this is what happened. Okay, and the police don't play those and games that's either. Why it's bullshit? Because if any of this stuff was unknown, if somebody bullshit. didn't explain it to them after the fact, Will Smith would have been taken out of there in cuffs. Absolutely not. All right, absolutely well, not. If Chris Rock said, "I want to press charges," okay, but that would have then been a bad look on him. I, again, I don't know that anybody would have faulted Chris Rock for pressing charges. He got fucking. If he really personally, got personally, I, I wouldn't have faulted him. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't either. Him. If somebody, if somebody comes up and cranks you in the face, first and foremost, you better get ready for a counter shot because my natural reaction when I am punched in the face is to react and fight back. And everybody else who's not planning on it or leaning into it with their hands behind their back would absolutely react or at least try to defend themselves. Someone goes to slap you in the face, you try to move it. You don't lean in and tuck mm -hmm. your fucking chin. He wasn't it, expecting right? that. That was a total sucker punch. He didn't that touch his face afterwards. He didn't no, he rub his not. face. He never he touched his face afterwards for the, from the sting. Somebody he would have rubbed his face. Jesus Christ, man, that hurt. It never. Mm -hmm. He hit him here you're on the on, collarbone. You're on stage and on camera in front of hundreds of millions of people. Believe you me, didn't you're expect not, you're it, John. You didn't expect. No acting skill will. will your adrenaline dump causes you to react to somebody. If you're assaulted, he, you have an adrenaline dump. It's called fight or flight. He and a lot of other people just basically were like, I, he looked at producers like, do I go on? Like, what do I do? You're yeah, in a professional in position. You're on live TV. You're in a professional position. You've got to recover. 
and he's a pro. He did the best thing he could in recovering that and saving that and going on with his job. And then he went to Questlove after, as they were walking off, and he's like, what the fuck just happened with that? I mean, get it. I get it. Can you imagine if it was Jimmy Kimmel getting slapped like that? (laughs) Let me tell you something. I I really don't think uh, a lot of people would have taken that. Chris Rock was professional. Some people would not have. I don't think Will would have done it if it wasn't Chris Rock. Yeah, because they fucking planned it. There would be cities on fire right now. Cities in America would be burning to the ground right now. Newsflash. Not everything in the world is a conspiracy, guys. Just because they're actors doesn't mean that they're acting all the fucking time. No, that that was for real. And again, I blame it on his wife that's going around. I blame it on his wife, too. I do, too. Well, I I blame it on him being a bitch for his wife. I don't blame it on anybody. If he was going to slap anyone, it should have been the guy whose dick is in his wife's mouth. Whichever one at the time that is. Exactly. Whose honor are you defending? He's just a bitch. Yeah, I wouldn't have even brought her. Uh, Let's see. Octopus ears, you have to press charges or not. You have not to press charges. Not a, not this is not a domestic violence situation where two people are in the same house for the night and live there and they have to remove one. It's it's a it's an idea of you want to press charges or not. It's like a bar fight. Do you want to press charges? Yes or no? You do or you don't. It happens. Now, if a movie producer was was uh, really on the ball, G.I. Jane 2 would be coming out next year. Oh, absolutely. First of all. That that should absolutely I, I should absolutely start banking that one. <laughs> I'm gonna put up I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shave my head and put it in for the role of Jane. All that stuff's already been done <laughs> in the past what? 24 hours. Stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Memes, Let me tell you something. That Over the past 24 oh, no. hours, there's been a song online. You guys should check this out because the song is insanely funny. Thank you, Halface. Johnny, the is song- there a way you could put up a couple of the memes so we could look at a few memes? Sure. Put, Johnny, put up some of the ones. On put up, put up some of the ones from my Facebook page, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, let's find some. Uh, let's find uh, a couple of memes so we I can can't even log of, into Facebook. Uh, not be so. Uh, I, I will tell you this much. With the whole thing, there, there's by the way, this T-shirt's ready for sale. Cartoon, t- <laughs> cartoon versions of of Will smacking Chris. There's mugs. There's a song already. There's a rap and that's, song. And that's the problem song. with it. The problem with it is I'm already exhausted by it. I'm already over it. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm rubbing. I'm Paulie. Oh, I am. Enough. I am running with this. Enough. I'm having the best two days of my life so far. Oh, enough already. The jokes are hilarious. I love the shit out of this story. Ugh. By the way, if you're watching the video, take a second, smash the like button, leave a thumbs up because slap that thumbs uh, up. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. <yeah, slap. laughs> Take the open hand and slap the thumbs up. You know what's funny? Even this Give morning, while Smith. masturbating in the shower, I tried it differently. I was smacking it. <laughs> Usually I rub it, but I, I was smacking in the shower just to see I, my cuckold cock. Dick rock. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, put up some of the memes from my Facebook. Yeah, let's see why, a meme. Because why not? Yeah, if you haven't checked out the memes on uh, Jonathan Mancuda on Facebook, I made some doozies, but uh, Johnny could put put a couple up maybe. And honestly, if it was staged, 
or if hey, it bonus. really, really happened, it, it, I mean, it doesn't matter really, honestly, but it, it was really, when I saw it, I was so agitated by it. It was almost kind of hard to sleep. You know, after I saw that, I was like, what the hell? I kept thinking about that. D- Dane, were you thinking about smacking your girlfriend at that time or? Hell yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was hey, just, hey, uh, wake it up, was wake very up. traumatic huh? what, what? to watch that because in Keep my that view, out of your fucking they mouth. were acting, I'll, I'll tell you this, they're, he's a great actor, right? He just won an Oscar. If that was an act and they prepared that somehow, it went over so good it went over better than any actor has ever pulled anything off ever in his life the realness of that and the way he sat out there and you could tell out of my my, my fucking mouth or all that that keep was my wife's man. name out of your fucking mouth that was real yeah as real can get keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth <laughs> That's how it went. There. If that was acting, that he deserves another Academy Award for that little skit. If that was fake, they deserve an award because that shit was real. That looked real to me. You know what? You know what's really funny, and 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 Jay brings up a good point. Is anyone else fed, fed up with some of the Hollywood creeps? Uh, here, here's the thing. You know, it, it's it's these first world problems that like. None of us can really relate to even, even Paulie and I in the entertainment business can't relate to that level of this is your this is your first world problem because it's like what Lamborghini do I use to drive to the Oscars today? I have 18 to choose from. Which which one? It's like, dude, when, when you're in that business at that level, okay, just fucking get a grip and 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 you know, just take your fucking pride and just just fucking bless your lucky stars that you're in that position to have that kind of money, that kind of career. And unfortunately that kind of wife. See everything that you keep saying here, all of those things are justification for this being nothing more than a bit gone awry. There was no reason for it. There was no reason for, for Will Smith to get out of the chair to do this stuff. Cause, because it was just a joke. There was no reason for Jada Pinkett to get as upset as she was. There was no reason for any of these things. None of this stuff justifies the action, which to me says to myself, Hey, they're doing a bit here and it blew up in their face and it went wrong. That's the whole thing. These guys, again, they're actors, it's television. It's all about publicity and ratings. That's you don't disrespect the academy, nor yeah, your what fellow. The fucking aca- what's the academy? Your, nor do what's you the academy? Nor do you disrespect your fellow academy people there. You the don't academy, your fellow actors, they're your fellow actors. actors this is their night. This is Fuck their that. night. You don't the, do that. You won't be accepted into you, this industry. Who no gives matter a how shit? You are if that's you bullshit. fuck with other people's awards. That's such bullshit. The Academy is no more credible than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a group of fucking rich elitists giving a trophy to somebody else for a fucking jerk off job. No offense intended to you, John. I know you're an actor, and in and in the end, that's all right. Like, I'm not up for any Oscars. No, you're not going to be winning an Academy Award anytime soon. So <laughs> the this only won't Oscar ruin your. I have is Oscar the Grouch. This isn't going to fuck up. This isn't going to fuck up your career at all. Trust me. If mm. anything, maybe this publicity yeah. will get you attention from the Academy. In fact, you yeah, might want to submit the next Smith's five minutes. I am never casting you in one of my fucking films. You can sleep with my wife, but I am never working with you. The whole thing is a work. It's all the acting, television, entertainment. 
publicity, ratings, commerce. Chris Rock is going to fucking sell out his new concert tour. Will Smith is going to get, now he's going to get some real fucking hard roles. He's got, Will Smith's going to get a role where he's the fucking guy. He's going to get the Denzel training day role. Will Smith has never been that guy. Will Smith's never been the guy to get the Jack Nicholson role or the role where he's a complete fucking asshole. Will Smith, when he came up as a, as a, uh, a rapper was the friendly rapper. He had no fucking street credibility. He still has no street credibility. He is the ever lovable guy. Will Smith After has never had a baby slap. He certainly doesn't have any credit. Will now. Smith has <laughs> never had an edgy role in his life. He's never been edgy. All right. There's, there's always, you know, what was the, 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 the pursuit of happiness? He was downtrodden and a sympathetic figure. Will Smith can now play a role where he's a fucking asshole. He can play a Gene Hackman role. He can play a James Conn role or, or a, uh, um, a Jack Nicholson role where he can be the villain. Will Smith has never been the villain in his life. Now he can be the villain because there's more money in being the villain in a movie than there is in being the hero. The villain no, makes the now fucking half story. Of Hollywood doesn't want to work with the fucking guy. No, people he won't even work. Sure they do. Sure they do. People don't want to work, no, work with people with temper little, issues. Little rich boy. Nobody's going to fucking don't wanna, have a problem with working with him. People don't want to work with people with anger issues. Ask Charlie Sheen how that worked well for him. Well, Charlie Sheen was a fucking drug user. Was out of control drug user. Ask. See, it seems people will have anger issues. People have no problem working with Russell Crowe. People have no problem working with Christian Bale. It, it took Mel Gibson quite a while to get back on his shit, and that was because he started paying for those films. So when he's the financer, he could cast himself. But before all I'm that, saying no is, one wanted to work with Mel Gibson. All I'm saying is a little controversy gives you an opportunity to have a little comeback. If guys right. like fucking, if guys like Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Rob Lowe and Mel Gibson, and Jack Nicholson, and Cameron, uh, uh, um, and Christian Bale, and fucking those guys can, and Russell Crowe can come back from all the stupid shit they did. A bitch slap on stage at the Academy Awards is nothing. This does no, not just affect, the opposite. Th this a does temper not tantrum on, listen, a temper tantrum on a set, that happens. I've nope. been on sets where that's happened. I've been the victim of when that happened. Sure. You know what happens? That's on a set. That's stress of a 16-hour workday where everyone's tense. It's hot in the atmosphere. Things are going wrong with the film. That's on a private set. That's different than when you're at the Academy Awards and everyone's dressed for their moment and prestige and it's a very, very regimented thing. And, and what you better get time on stage and interrupt their show by their rules and you ruin the night for other people on the biggest night of the entertainment industry it's a different look than when you do something like have a little temper tantrum on a private funded set big difference and your I, fellow I, actors are not happy with you there i whole i look i agree that they're not happy with you after the fact this is we're not talking about the moment versus the 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 blowback from the moment the moment was a staged moment and the blowback has been negative i believe the moment staged. all right and that's fine and we'll agree to disagree there but in the end it's hollywood and all that matters is attention and attendance and gate receipts and in the end people are talking about it viewership was up because 40 minutes after this event took place everybody was tuned in to see will smith win his first academy award 
People are siding with Chris Rock because they feel he got he got bitch slapped for no reason, and they're looking at Will Smith with disdain because he he fucking assaulted a comic on stage. Do you mm-hmm. know what sort of precedence that now sets for comedians? A lot of other comedians I've talked to over the past two days, and and ones that have said it all over interviews and whatnot. Now we have to worry. We get up on stage and we make a joke. We're worried now that the guy we just did a joke on is going to come up on stage at us that's always happened there's a difference there's a difference comedy is supposed to be outrageous and off the top and anything is violent now it's starting to get okay you can only punch up you can't make fun of the downtrodden people below okay you can't make fun of dane for not being there um you know y- you have to only punch <laughs> up or all right so now even if you punch up at other people in the line of you know well they can handle it now, even that, they have the right at setting the precedent that any time someone could come up on stage and attack you or shoot you, God forbid, or some other act of violence that they feel is okay, because now an example has been set by Will Smith, and some people look at it as, he was defending his wife's honor. Fuck that. His wife's honor is this. <laughs> To a hundred fucking guys within the bounds of their marriage that he just doesn't want to admit he's not okay with. But rather than divorce her and let her take half of his shit, he fucking takes it. Yeah, we have an open marriage. She's humiliated him interview after interview saying, yeah, I wasn't happy with uh, my sex life with Will. So I decided to uh, sleep with other people. It's like, what the fuck? You're defending her honor? No, you're afraid of your wife. And at that moment, you're afraid of your wife. That's when you fucking stepped up and took advantage of someone smaller than you and you smacked someone smaller than you. That's a bully. That's what that is. That's a bully. That's an entitled, over-the-top, overcompensated bully. And that's bullshit. So uh, we giving away guitars today? Yeah, there's a big, big yeah, sale here at Sims Guitar. Big, what's going on over here? Big sale at Sims Guitars. I don't even know there's a show going on. I, I know we're live, but, but we, we have we, we sell Swiss picks here. Oh, but, uh, I mean, here we go. <laughs> are we off this subject yet? Are we still on it? There we go. I don't know. Are you still chewing? Yeah. Anyway, Johnny, Johnny, show a couple of memes oh, nice. though. Show a couple of memes, Johnny. Pull John up a Mancuda. couple of memes. So this is the stuff you made. Yeah, the ones on Facebook. I made those. This is your stuff. Yeah, show okay, show but... the the preview of twenty twenty three Oscars. Let's see. Okay. Hey, Leo Safko, we got to burn through three hours. It's been a slow news week, otherwise. Let's see. All right. There's okay. So there's this one of Ricky Gervais. And it said, your wife's name wasn't the only thing of hers in my mouth. And then I stuck this finger up a bum. And there is Will crying. That's the 2023 Oscars coming up. That's there next year. That's next year. That's the preview. Will will be watching from home, by the way. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Go. Oh. And there's there's. <laughs> there's Daffy Duck picking up his bill. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Paul, you like that one? John yeah. Mancuda. I'm over this. all of it, so yeah. 
<laughs> and there's 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 the shock uh, Oscar the shock at the Oscars Oscar's saying the fuck <laughs> there's the shock at the Oscars <laughs> if I was to see this picture though now that we have to uh-huh. talk about this for another three hours I mean that that looks staged it's absolutely it's staged. because, that, it's because looks you're seeing fake. it because you're seeing it head on you're seeing it head on. No, that's just the exactly way it looks. how they shot it. Just the okay, way it but, looks. But it's but it's not. I, I know okay. people that were there. It's not. All right. Is this Will? One you're despicable. Oscar? Will, by the way, I just I just got news. He he got uh, sent to live with his aunt and uncle in Beverly Hills, in uh, <laughs> Bel Air rather, because of the uh, the trouble he got into. <laughs> it's the premise for the new Fresh Prince. There's Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah so a very a very fun academy awards and by the way uh so for the academy awards um we decided to get chinese food and of course we went through the typical mamakuda ordering process of uh i get on the phone i order my stuff and then mamakuda finds a reason for them to spit in our food she basically orders, uh, she says, do you, uh, do you have the, uh, the Chinese eggplant and garlic sauce? Uh, yes, yes, we do. Uh, well, I really want the, uh, the eggplant extra soft. Uh, I'm sorry, extra what? Extra soft. Extra soft. Yes, make sure it's soft eggplant. Well, we, we, we just kind of sell it one way. Well, yeah, you got to make sure it's soft. So I'm sure, like, the woman on the phone, like, put her on hold for a second. Uh, yeah, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, yeah, um, can someone stick the eggplant between their butt cheeks and squeeze hard? It's that same lady that always wants it soft. Yes, what else, ma'am? And then she orders the mango chicken. And sure enough, again, um, can you make sure it's without onions, without peppers, <clears throat> with extra mango, and make sure the mango is soft? So once again, you know they're just like, lady, what do you want us to do? That Sit there beating the mango, squishing the mango. So Someone put the mango up their pussy and do leg crunches. Get the mango all soft from Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mancuda. Just get the mango soft. Mrs. Mancuda forgot to put her teeth in. <laughs> there you go. So once it's soft. Yeah. Well, listen, my father was happy to provide the soft for her many a night. But uh, in the case of the Chinese food, I, I'm certain that there was extra spittle in our Chinese food. I, I'm certain of it. I just know that it was it was all just 100 percent. No MSG extra spit in our chinese food i just i just know it so did anyone else order anything special does anyone else do anything special when they watch the oscars for those that actually watch it do you order like special dinner or anything or oh normally i play a party actually we play a party in in uh, in oakland where we play during the commercials so there's a like a watch party yeah yeah normally we do those yeah yeah we didn't do it this year though because of the uh something but yeah because of the what pandemic what, what was the, the slapping something? oh the slap now i don't know <laughs> john, <laughs> at that point at that point john johnny does 
Thank you, everybody. finally covered a little black on black violence in America. So there's always that. Dane, why are you so racist today? What? No. I don't know. It's really fun. I'm not a comedian. Paulie, what do you what do you do during the Oscars? Do you do anything special? Do you watch? I watch something else. I don't give. I literally don't give a shit about the Oscars. I couldn't care less. I don't see most of the movies. I don't remember the only movie that I saw that was up for an Oscar this year was Don't Look Up. That's the only one. I don't give a fuck about the Serena Williams, Venus Williams movie. I don't give a fuck about Will Smith or any jerk off that gets one of those little trophies. I don't care. Those movies don't define what I what I enjoy. What I do love is a good controversy, and that's what this did was created good controversy it made for a good show yesterday on the air but literally after a couple hours of talking about it on the air you move on to the next thing you know i, I knew I, that you talked about it on the air yesterday well, of course like every, did. everyone yeah. talked everybody about did that was the, that was that was the point the point yeah. was to get people to talk about the academy awards and they fucking win because they don't win yes they do no, they don't. If it ble- if it bleeds, it leads, dude. We live in the world they, of they the Kardashians. Look ba- they look bad. And Real Housewives of of Beverly Hills, and finally Hollywood's elite have caught up to the fact that pro wrestling is the most viewed television show four nights a week on fucking cable TV. That's what America is. America is all about fucking controversy and violence. We have no grace or etiquette anymore, and so. That's what works. And so I find other things to watch. What did I watch Sunday night? I watched the Family Kardashians? Guy. I watched Family, Family Guy. I watched Family Guy and I taped The King's <laughs> Man. <laughs> Guys, I actually finished watching all episodes of um, Tommy and Pamela. Okay, it's on Hulu. I know I've talked about Perfect to you guys. example of what I'm talking about. I, I love Tommy. I, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. So freaking good it kind of gave you insight on what was happening with motley crew in the 1990s if you're a motley crew fan you it's you have to watch this it made pamela come off like an angel she's the sweetest woman anal yeah and again the actors that um you know were cast for the, the guys in motley crew i think it was way better than the movie the dirt to be honest with you, it's longer because there was eight one hour episodes or however long the episodes were. But I think it was way better than the movie The Dirt. The guys looked like Motley Crue. It talked about the hard days they had in the 1990s with the Seattle scene coming around. And um, a lot of it was filmed right there at that uh, the out of business uh, Tower Records location right on Sunset. They had a lot of it filmed right there. And uh, I highly recommend watching through that. It's a little tough getting through the first episode where they're in their honeymoon phase and all that. And Tommy talking to his dick and everything. But once you get past some of that, the when when uh, the video got out there and there's a big story about the guy that broke in and st- stole the videotape. And then it starts to get out and he actually deals with a, a loan shark and you know, all kinds of stuff to get the money to put it out. And then when the guy that owns Penthouse gets involved, it gets really no spoilers, really Dane. No spoilers. Spoiler, guys, watch that. <laughs> if you're into Motley, what Crew, happens at the end? Bring you back. It'll bring you well, back to, to what Motley. happens. What happens in the end is Tommy's balls reach Pam's cheeks. 
that's that's what happens in the end. It was really good. Watch it, guys. No, I, I will want to watch it. It's I do want to watch the, the dirt. Because I, I, the dirt was good. The dirt was good. The book was better. If you if you guys in the chat have ever seen the dirt on what was that Netflix? Did uh, yeah. Motley Cruz the dirt? Okay, it was good. But read the book. I highly recommend reading the book Motley Cruz the Dirt because it has so much more than the movie did, and it was such a good fucking book. It really, really, really like went all out, you know. So I highly recommend it. And and if you you haven't seen Tommy Lee's dick, this is about the thickness of it right here. This is gross. <laughs> it's it's the blue about. Origin. There you go. The blue origin, the, the, the rocket ship going in. There you go. Uh, speaking in other, speaking in other news, uh, I don't know if you guys talked about this over the weekend, really, really sad. Rest in peace. Graphic guitar artist, Dennis Klein, uh, who a number of us were friends with. And, uh, you will know Dennis's work. Dennis drew some of the most iconic Kramer guitar artwork out there in the industry. I own a bunch of his graphic guitars. Um, you own them all. Yeah, I know, right? I own a lot of them. And, and Dennis was <laughs> Dennis was such a sweet guy. Um, he was always happy to, to talk about it. I mean, he did a lot of famous ones, you know, the um the 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 comedy tragedy masks of um of Mick Mars of Motley Crue. Um he, he did a lot of stuff, the Bon Jovi guitars for Richie Sambora. Uh, a lot of those were his graphics. Andy Timmons guitars, uh, the 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 Flintstones, and and uh, the Cinderella graphics for um, uh, let's see, Motley Crue and and uh, and Cinderella had Marilyn Monroe guitar graphics done by Dennis Klein. He did a lot of guitar graphics. You will recognize if you're a Kramer guitar fan. And uh, Johnny, go to vintagekramer.com and go to the graphics uh, area. And uh, we'll just take a look at some of the the graphics. You guys will recognize it if if you you know. The thing about the '80s is you know graphics were a big thing then that they're not now. But if if you remember, all in the '80s there were certain artists whose graphics defined the '80s. You know, for Jackson and for uh, Charvel and for BC Rich, you had guys like Dan Lawrence and Glenn Matejal and. Um, uh, you know, for for Kramer, you had guys like Dennis Klein and Knapp and uh, and a few others. Chris Comston uh, bounced between companies. But Dennis Klein specifically was very well known for his Kramers. And a lot of guys in the 80s were playing Kramer guitars. Uh, some really cool stuff you'll recognize. Johnny's going to go to the uh, the Kramer to... page. Yeah, we I had a Dennis Klein Kramer and I did a YouTube video about it on my channel. And I looked at I was looking at my messages the other day and some guy in that video said, hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, Dennis passed away. He was my father in law and this and that. And, you know, thank you for putting up your video and everything like that. I was, I was like, wow, somebody watched that. Johnny, go to the graphics section. trying to find it i'll be right back the dog is uh is whining okie dokie dog's drinking wine 
The Dennis Klein that I had was a samurai. The, dog, the dog's watching the show and drinking wine. It's like, oh God, this show sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna get loaded right now. My mother's drinking from a bottle of tequila. Paulie's dogs are drinking drinking vodka from their bowl. You Which... should be able to. There should be a, a section on vintage graphics. I know because we saw it before. There's like a page that has like all of them on it. Yeah, yeah. Go to that page because uh, we really need to to give some tribute to Dennis because he he was uh, so well known. You guys will all recognize Classic. a lot of these graphics from a lot Wait, of your favorite bands. Was I just here? Wait. No. John Biel. <laughs> John Biel. He did it. I'm gonna have to look. I I can't find it. Let's see if I can. Uh, there's, I know there's a bit, even if you just Google uh, vintage Kramer graphics, Kramer guitar graphics, Johnny, put it into Google. Or even, maybe, maybe it'll take you right Dennis to the page. Klein graphics. But I had a pretty cool one a couple years ago. And by ago, the way, nice today, today's show and tell guitar, I'm just going to say it, today's show and tell it. guitar will be a Dennis Klein graphic. I had one a few weeks ago. I had the uh, the black Beretta with the big lips. That was Dennis Klein. Uh, today's today's show and tell guitar will be a different um, a different and and actually it's a celebrity guitar, but it will be a uh, Dennis Klein graphic. There you go. Let's let's go one by one down the line, Paulie. Uh, Johnny. 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 Yes, you're Johnny. Our host. Let's see if we can can, can we uh, click on one and and slideshow it. Oh yeah. There we go. Can you zoom in? There we go. This will kill three at two hours. So that yeah, there we go. Like, That's what we're looking uh, for. <laughs> some lightning out on a, on a, on a lake or something with a skull. Talk slower. Rose bush or something. <laughs> so, Dane, what do you think of this particular graphic? <laughs> well, I'll get you. I don't think that's rabbit. one of his best. It's not one of his best. Mm. I can't really even tell what I'm looking at. There's just, a skull. Just, just go to the that. next one, John. Just go to the next one. Now, Klein <laughs> usually Klein usually um, signed his graphics also. Now, there this this go. one this one is hanging in the Hard Rock Cafe. That's one of John Bon Jovi's. Uh, <laughs> this one's hanging in my living room. <laughs> this is yeah, that's Johnny's living room right there. That's uh, one of John Bon Jovi's. That's a, a denim jacket graphic. And uh, I recognize that one that's in uh, a Hard Rock Cafe in New Jersey. There you go. Nice. And, of course, you know, tribute to the J New Jersey album cover. Now, this is one oh, of Richie Sam This is one of Richie Sambora's. This is uh, from the Slippery When Wet tour, uh, you know, which is Bon Jovi's third album. And uh, I love this one. I wish I wish I owned this one. Richie doesn't have this one anywhere. It's it's somewhere out in the open, and uh, I just love it. It's it's actually taken from there was a photo, uh, a photo shoot actually that was originally set to be the album cover of Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet album. That was originally what they were planning. Is they were two in a photo shoot with the girls and I, I forget why they didn't go with it it's but probably because heather locklear was like richie no richie. yeah no i, I think uh, all on. i think she saw was uh uh okay all right yeah 
I, I better hold on to you. I better shut up. <laughs> I, wouldn't I don't want to piss off record. my boyfriend. I, I love that fucking. And by the way, that did make uh, it. It did make it as an album cover on some of the imports. So there are uh, import albums with that cover on it. And I heard that they wanted they to make that it. album cover pink. So they wanted that the girl on on a pink album cover. And the Bon Jovi guys were like, no, 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 no. Is that what happened then? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to. <laughs> Dane's just sure. making shit up. Uh, well, John. No, is I think I remember something and, about it. Uh, the, they it don't like breasts, and uh, it was too revealing. And uh, yeah. they thought the girl might catch cold in that wet T-shirt. And uh, yeah. no, but that that was the uh, original album cover. You guys can find copies of that import album. But uh, you know, again, Dennis did that off of a um, off of a photo of of one of the uh, original album cover. So I would love to find that one and own that one. Oh, that was pre Heather Locklear. There you go. So that is, that is the original album cover. The first release before it got, uh, before it got changed to the more familiar wet garbage bag with slippery when wet writing on it. Oh, what are you listening for her boobs? Somebody calling Can you hear her? the ocean? Can you hear the ocean? <laughs> Sounds like nice. Milk. If that would nice add a poop finding. Right? Sure. looks like milk. Those those delicious milkers. All right, speed. Go on to the next one, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a hot on right now. <laughs> I'm gonna slap it. I'm gonna start slapping my cock. Is what I'm gonna slap. There we go. Yeah, this is cool. I like uh, I like when uh, when Dennis did some of the cartoon ones. He did uh, Bugs Bunny. He did. Uh, you'll see a little later. He did Mighty Mouse also. Yeah, Santa Cruz 3600. Slippery was Bon Jovi's third album. The first album was self-titled Bon Jovi. The second album was 7800 Degrees, named after the uh, temperature that rock melts. And uh, Slippery When Wet was their third album. So yeah, so Dennis did uh, the Bugs Bunny one. I love that one. Next slide. Well, we have a slideshow going on here. How yeah. cool uh no i'm not familiar with that one Boot is, Hill. That, is that one is that one signed by dennis johnny look on the bottom right that's where you he usually signed it yeah it says klein it look says at the, klein. the bottom the bottom horn says klein okay no because okay. uh because knapp also did a few but klein did most of them i mean he was the workhorse over on uh on kramer guitars back then and again this is this is a sign of the times this is when you really had graphic graphic guitars as as a statement of the era okay next one was that for a bass look at the cutout or the routing uh, yeah 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 that was a bass yep mm -hmm. wow dan you know your guitars <laughs> i hope so he sells them obviously for one for the band of in excess that's cool yeah, nice color. I'm not into Telecasters. Oh, but that's and cool. he's got single coils in there. <laughs> another, another not favorite of mine. But go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? In excess, sometime? in excess. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about in excess. Oh, the guy. We'll be talking. We'll be talking out. later about uh, Def Leppard and Skid Row and Testament and Motley Crue and a few other bands, but we will not be talking about in excess tonight. That's a little preview for you guys later tonight, by the way, of what we will be talking about. 
There you go. Tire tracks. Go on, Johnny. You don't have to stay like all night on all of them. <laughs> We've only got about a hundred to go through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll be doing a seven-hour show. Oh, it's the king. That's the fluff and nutter guitar, Johnny B. That's the king. There it is, Motley Crue. Uh, Dan of New Jersey asks, did he uh, paint in New Jersey? I believe he did because uh, Kramer was located in New Jersey, even though, you know, some of the parts came from uh, later on from uh, ESP in Japan. They were assembled in New Jersey in the in the later 80s. That's Twisted Sister. That's from their Love is for Suckers album cover. There you go. That one was uh, a later album they did. I forgot the title of it, but uh, I know all five members of Twisted Sister each got one of those guitars. So those are celebrity guitars. Those are some cool ones. Another Twisted Sister album cover. I remember uh, hanging once with Dee Snider, and he had that graphic on the back of his jacket as well, the, uh, the manhole cover. I forgot what album that's from. Out of the sewer. Come out and, and yeah, play. Can't try 55, Neptune, New Jersey. Thank you, brother. Come out there and you play. No, I, I remember I may that have one. to that cut one. out. Uh, my dog is not feeling well, so I may have to cut out. Is she, is uh -oh. she okay, Paulie? Yeah, she's she's just uh, she's had some arthritis issues the past couple of days, and she's whiny, so I want to make sure she's not sore or unable to get up. Mm -hmm. Okay, no worries, man. I, I know you were going through that the other night. Sorry, yeah. man. It's all right. So uh, what love are we you, looking at there? It looks like a... Uh... This is uh, an Acapulco graphic, I believe, if I remember. That was a uh, a hotel that I think the Kramer guys stayed in uh, during a, a break, a company vacation or something. I remember there was a story behind it that he painted that based on a, uh, a hotel they stayed at. I believe it was Acapulco. Well, they all can't be winners, right? I think it's kind of cool. I mean, the, the thing is, he, he didn't always do like the most rocking graphics. Some were just like interesting to look at. That's yeah. the Aztec graphic for the Night Swan. That was a limited graphic on the Kramer Night Swans that, uh, that was done. And I know they, they've reissued that, I believe, in recent times, if I'm not mistaken uh musical notes i always thought that one was kind of cool yeah i like that one yeah that's nice <clears throat> the beer ones now this was a limited production i remember dennis telling me i think he did like 50 of these and they were numbered um i think on the signature they, they were numbered like you know one of 50 two of 50 three of 50 something like that i used to own one of those um and I sold it to a friend years ago. Hmm. That's that's pretty cool. You want a head on your beard? Eighty-six. Uh, Haunted Castle. I had one of these. That's a cool one. By the way, if you own uh, if you own a Klein graphic, consider yourself lucky because you know again they stopped making them once he once he stopped. Uh, you know, he obviously, obviously now that he's passed away, he stopped making them, but he was, um, 
you know, when Kramer went out of business, he did a couple of commissions, but for the most part, he wasn't doing a lot of painting afterwards. He did some, you know, mostly like, you know, commissions for like, you know, reissues of the Motley Crue comedy tragedy guitar people mm -hmm. would pay him to do, but he wasn't doing the volume that he was uh, when he was working for Kramer. So, you know, these are hand painted works of art. I always tell people this about graphics. You know, guys like uh, Klein and Knapp and Dan Lawrence and, and Glenn Matagel and Chris Compton. And, you know, when you have these graphics hand painted, you know, they're one of a kind. They're actual artwork. They're not usually decals or anything. They're they're paint. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. pretty talented right there for a paint it's great job. stuff. It looks like Hendrix. Uh, what is that, Johnny? Is that Those are Converse sneakers? Tennis shoes. Okay. Okay, Converse with laces. They're kind of done in the green and the red. So it's kind of like Heineken, too. Yeah, yeah they're Heineken pop. Converse. That's, kind of cool. That's really cool. They pop. Pop. Nice. Tequila. Is that tequila logo? Mm -hmm. Cuervo. Yeah, Cuervo. And a lot of them very, were very cool. specially made for certain artists. It'd be really neat if we if we sort of knew who they were painted for some of them we do like the bon jovi and twisted sister ones mm -hmm. are obvious that's the ghoul graphic i know yeah. i know a couple of friends that own that that's a hard one to find certain graphics he did more of and certain graphics he did less of and some were just one of a kind there you go obviously uh mick mars now the thing about this one he did the girls, girls, girls graphics. He did two of them. I guess we'll show you both. This is the uh, the whitish gray with the red letters, and on the the back of Mix, um, they he drew a set of breasts, and Mick used to flip over the guitar, make it look like he had tits, which was always kind of fun on on a live show. The original <laughs> one of these Mick gave to uh, his gardener. He gifted to his gardener. I don't know what the gardener. Uh, did for him i guess he asked him for a guitar at some point mick you know uh was you know happy to get rid of a kramer and uh and mick i remember seeing this one in person mick had personalized it on the front to his gardener this is the other girls 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 graphic this one i believe is in the hard rock cafe right now um and again they did japanese production versions of those two of the black and purple and of the the white and red so there are japanese production versions of them but the original ones had the uh the boobs painted on the back and this one as well very cool zoom in Honestly. on the boobs no i'm kidding yeah i know no i'm not wait hang on give me those jugs there we go there i am <laughs> <laughs> don't get bigger boobs than that <laughs> There you go. Okay, zoom in on those, Johnny. Let's see them a little clearer. There you go. Kind of a kind of a corset kind of thing going on. Lacing it up. Lace it up, baby. Yeah, some were some were interesting, some were unique. Some of you were like, what the fuck? Like, okay, this was the lion. This was a popular one, actually. This is kind of neat. It's like a winter lion. This, this is one of the more common graphics that they did in the 80s. I mean, who doesn't like a lion, man? Yeah, unfortunately, though, when you're playing the guitar, you know, that's the part of the guitar that you don't see because your arm is in the way. 
Well, I play it with my dick, so I just strum it from the front. So, and my my little dick doesn't cover up much of anything. Uh, let's see, what do we got there? Looks like uh, a dragon glowing fire, fire. breathing fire, fire, breathing dragon. fire breathing dragon. Very very cool. I think it's sick. Yeah, very cool. And what body shape is that? That's it's kind uh, of an explorerish star hybrid. Because the back is like an explorer, but then you have that front is kind of like a star. Yeah, I forgot so what Kramer called a, that model. It'd be a Voyager. Wasn't the Voyager uh, the one that was more of a star in total? I thought the Voyager was a full uh, star body. John Biel. John Biel. Is that the Chris Holmes? Didn't, didn't Chris? Is that the one that Chris Holmes had? Like that same body style? That one that's all beat up. No, Chris played uh, Jackson's. Chris Holmes. Oh. Chris Holmes of Wasp played Jackson's. And of course, we wish Chris well on his uh, cancer battle he's going through. Okay, yeah. So the Voyager was like more of a, a star. A star, right? Yeah. Yeah. But those also had the graphics too. Yeah. No, I mean he did graphics on on all the models. There, there is a Voyager right there. That's a, it looks like the spirit that's, of death or a wizard. I can't even tell. I think that's that's a uh, zoom in a little bit. Is that a wizard? Yeah, a lot of pickups. It's, it's it's like the side of a van you would see in the seventies. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Nice. Keep going, Johnny. That's typical. That that was another like you know generic popular graphic, the rainbow with the bubbles. There were certain Kramer graphics that were like really really generic, you know, tubes and rainbows and bubbles and various bubbles and combinations of rainbows and bubbles and tubes, then tubes and bubbles coming out of tubes and rainbows Circles. coming out of the other end of the tube and. Circle Midnight Blue square. Circle Guitars. Jay says Ellie would like that one. Hi, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, I like the yeah. white and the neck you, being uh, maple like that, all nice and white. Yeah, that's cool. Most of the Kramers were, uh, were Rosewood in the later years. Let's see. What do yeah. we got there? Is that a Warbird? Japanese Warbird? Or is that um, a, or is that spacecape? That's spa that's like a solar. Oh, system, that's a spacecape. Uh, okay. Space. Saturn, Uranus. No, that's Uranus. All right. Stick that horn right up Uranus. Bowl. One brown eye. <laughs> right there. Ye old, ye old brown eye. That's like outside. Like there's a tree and mountains. Nice. That might be water. Oh, that might be a lake. There you go. Wow. Keep going, Johnny. Razor. Pretty pretty basic, but you know, again, heavy metal. Cut your cocaine on your guitar. Like it was Beretta. the 80s. It was the 80s. Is that a Beretta right there? Yeah. They all were, huh? Kramer Most Beretta. of them were Berettas. Most of the graphics you saw were on the Berettas. Uh, not as much on the Pacers or on the uh, the other ones. Go a little faster, Johnny. We'll be here all night with this. I have a lot of I have a lot of music to talk about. Now, this one I particularly like. This this 
this hypno swirl I kind of like. <laughs> of oh, course, the one, the, wanna, oh, the one I want to look at closer, Johnny Fast Forwards. Well, you just told me to. That's the there hypnotic. That's cool. No, I, I don't like know the names. this I don't one know the names a lot. Specifically. I like this one a lot. This one's nice. It's a lot. Very nice. And these are all from the 80s. There's the brown eye. <laughs> the one-eyed wonder worm. Go a little faster, Nick. Johnny, but close, give, close, close up on him. Uh, George Lynch's Mr. Scary Kramer was a Klein. Yes. Here's the thing. George Lynch always gets mistaken for his guitars right there. Zoom in on that. No, go back. Zoom in on that one, Johnny. This right here was George Lynch's Mr. Scary Beretta. Very briefly, George was playing with the idea of playing Kramer's. And he had this one, and he had a tiger. And this particular one um, is what is known as Mr. Scary. A lot of people assume that the Skull and Bones guitar, the one where it's a full skeleton into a guitar, a lot of people assume that's Mr. Scary. No, that's Mom. And that's a, a, um, a J-Frog guitar mixed with an ESP uh, logo on it. But this is what is known as as George Lynch's Mr. Scary when it first came out. So after a while, George wound up carving all sorts of shit into it and just carving it up and then cutting a section of the top out so it was like a sawtooth design out of the body. And eventually he wound up hating it. And now it's sitting on the wall of ESP headquarters with a digital clock mounted into what's left of the body. So to be clear, that was the early version of George Lynch's Mr. Scary guitar. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. So let's fast forward plastic couples. Uh jizz. That's jizz dripping down my foot. Uh keep going. <laughs> George would have liked that joke. That's a, a claw holding a heart. That's pretty cool. Just keep going, Johnny. Uh I got a dog wait. whining. I gotta run. Go ahead. Paul. All right. Thank you. See brother. you, man. But now, I know I know Paulie's had uh, a couple of issues right now with uh with Lemmy. So Lemmy is dog, so hope Lemmy's gonna be okay. Yes. Anyway, let's see. Uh, go to uh go to the comedy tragedy Motley Crue guitar. I'm sure you could find it in there. I don't want to sit all day on uh, on these graphics, as fun as it is. That's that a Warner cool, Brothers though. graphic. That's a very cool one. That's cool. Very cool. Bazooka, Bazooka Bubblegum. Yeah, I love that. I'd love, to, I'd love to find that graphic. Bullet yeah. Holes. I mean, George Klein came up with some really cool graphics. There you go. Just stay at that speed, Johnny, and flash through them. Some of you might remember these, a lot of these. Ooh, Hotel California. I had one with a, like I said, Can a you enlarge that a little bit, Johnny? Okay, this one was for John Bon Jovi. Go back, Johnny. This is uh, Jersey Girls. This was made for John Bon Jovi, as you can see. Now, that's that's one of Dennis's file photos. Um, but uh, I've had that guitar on the show before. 
You have that one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's... Nice. Um, it's basically, it's the Jersey Shore. It's uh, a girl going to the uh, to the, the beach on the boardwalk there. Saying to herself, God, I wish I was in L.A. on the beach. Why am I, I wish here? I was sucking John's cock. Bon Jovi, that is, not me. <laughs> I wish. There's Guitar Man. That, that was a, a famous graphic. A lot of people remember. It was like a comic book tribute. Guitar Man. Keep going, Johnny. Wow. Go 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 find the Motley Crew comedy and tragedy mask. Just so everyone uh go to the main screen and find that. You know what it looks like, Johnny. Is that it? Uh let's see. I, I can't see it on the screen. You know what it looks like though, right? Yeah. From the uh, the it's the theater of pain album cover basically. It's the red that and purple split screen with I the mask. I had masks. that on cassette tape, and I that was a great album. That thing out. I see on the right edge one of the graphics I own, gray with a pink squiggle. Do you see it anywhere in there, John? Um, I don't. I don't know if I see it in that one. All right. Well, look. Rock. They got the hard rock ones. The hard rock cafe tribute guitars. I mean, Dennis, Dennis painted so many of these. Mighty Mouse. Hellstorm. You see it in the top row? Uh, that's no, probably we his, more of row. his more more that's famous true. ones right there. There are probably a this lot one? of one offs. I think, I think the one that we showed it. already. There it is right there. I mean, we click, showed it. But... Yeah. Click on that. That one. I don't think. Yeah, we didn't show that. Yeah, we did. We did. That mm -hmm. was one of the first ones we showed. Yeah. Was it? I don't know. Must have Dane's been like, there it is. I must have been asleep. Okay. It's weird Here's how the, the pickup's not slanted. Actually, I don't I don't think that's the original one. The I don't original think that's one a has Kramer. Some, the original yeah, one, it, it is a Kramer. Kramer. It is a Kramer. Um, that's not the original one, though. The original one, though, has some purple in it. Because there's no Floyd. There's no Floyd. There's that route. I think that's just a graphic on just some other guitar. I, I think yeah, it's an it's I think good. it's an early I think that's on an early Kramer because it's a vintage Kramer website. That's not um, that's not displaying a particular year. I think that's a refit on an earlier Kramer. Looking at the uh, yeah, looking at it, that's not that's not um, Mick's original one because the bridge the bridge is wrong. That's an early V trim kind of bridge. You can see the access to the neck is different. Yeah, that's someone someone refinished an earlier Kramer Beretta, but that's not the original. But you well, you guys that's, all that's know that Beretta. You guys all recognize that graphic. Yes. Yeah, but that is a Kramer. That's an early Kramer. Okay. Well, look. Rest in peace, Dennis right. Klein. You guys get the idea. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. So. We're going to move on to uh, to another subject, but I just want to give tribute. And like I said, later on tonight, I will be showing a Dennis Klein graphic guitar, a celebrity one yep. uh, in tribute to him. So uh, let's talk about, let's see. Um, let, let's talk about Skid Row because I really want to say for the first time in a long while, I have been very excited about Skid Row. And, and when I'm talking about that, what I'm saying is Skid Row for the longest time 
you know, I've, I've always considered it nothing without Sebastian Bach. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything against the skids. They're a great band, the whole nine yards, but let's face it. Sebastian Bach's voice really, really was the centerpiece of that band. You know, yeah, I uh, agree Snake, with you. Snake, Snake and Scotty well. are. Neanderthal Snake, would argue yeah. that. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Snake, Snake and Scotty are good guitar players, but they're not guitar heroes. You don't have guys in Skid Row like, um, you know, you don't have any real guitar hero like George Lynch with Dokken or Warren Demartini with Rat. You don't have, um, you know, a, a, um, a Randy Rhodes with Ozzy. There's no real, oh my God, that's, you know, you know, Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth, they're Van Halen. Oh my God, uh, George Lynch and Don Dockin, they're Dockin. Skid Row was basically centered around Sebastian Bach because the guy is one of the greatest vocalists of the era. Without question, Sebastian Bach is one of the greatest vocalists of the era, one of the greatest frontmans of the era. Scotty Hill is a great guitarist. Dave Sabo is a great guitarist, but they're not those guys whose names come on your lips when you say, <laughs> hey, who's who's your favorite, you know, Coming standout out guitar players? Who's yeah. your favorite standout guitar players, um, you know, of the 80s? You'll get names like, you know, Warren Martini and George Lynch and Steve Vai and Eddie Van Halen and Randy right. Rhodes and, uh, you know, Mark Kendall, you know a lot of bands have those guitar heroes, Andy Timmons, Jakey Lee, you know, the standout guitar heroes. You don't have, you know, um, you know, per se guitar heroes in Skid Row, solid players, but not guitar heroes. Not yeah, standout. If they would have changed one of those guitar players to somebody else back in 1990, we probably wouldn't have even really noticed. You would notice, but it's not it's not something that's the signature of the band no, the way like Christopher Live Sawa says, you Tracy Guns, Drew says McMars. Exactly. So. Those guys mm. have certain specific tones, tone that <laughs> um that you recognize for the band. You will recognize if uh, Mark Kendall leaves Great White. You recognized when Chris DeGarmo left Queensryche. You you know it. You know, you, right. you just know certain guitar sounds. C.C. DeVille leaving Poison. Right. Exactly. That That's what I'm talking about. Skid Row is centered mostly around bass, and they were not the same since bass left. And many times, many times, a lot of people have said, will there be a Skid Row reunion? Will they get bass back in the band? And again, they tried a few times. They, they couldn't work with them. They, you know, um, you know, after after. After their third album, they just couldn't really work with them. Um, you know, there, there have been multiple times they've talked about, well, you know, it's been a couple of years. Maybe we should reach out to Bass. We're offered so much money. These insane amounts of money were being offered to reunite with Bass. Maybe we could just get on stage and, and do our stage show and see if we could, you know, chug through it like that. And, you know, look, the fact is they never got past texting between each other because someone somewhere finally just couldn't work with bass. They, they couldn't, I'm not blaming Sebastian. You know, I like the guy, but I know certain chemistry people just clash. 
And Sebastian just clashes with his old bandmates to the point that literally Dave Sabo, uh, you know, came out and said once publicly, yeah, we texted about it. We thought about it. We tried to get it together. But the fact is, we just can't put it together. We just don't get along. Even on stage, we just don't want to go on stage not having fun and not enjoying our job. We're rock stars and, and we have the right to like pick someone that we can work with and have a good time with. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? And that's their attitude. And that's everyone's attitude. So you have Sebastian Bach going out on his own and, you know, doing his own stage show, playing his own material, but mostly old Skid Row songs. And you have Skid Row going out and playing Skid Row songs with different frontmen. And they've tried a few different frontmen. And I personally... I've seen Sebastian Bach live and I loved it because, you know, he got a backup band that, you know, arguably was, you know, as good as the original Skids band, close enough, some hired guns, some good players. And I saw Skid Row and again, nothing against the multitude of guys that they did have, um, but it just didn't feel right. they, They just couldn't hold that stage presence that Sebastian Bach had. And I I really just, you know, only got excited when, you know, I heard more conversations of, well, we're trying to see if we could get along with Bass and we're trying to see uh, if we can, you know, put something together. But, you know, it always failed. Well, for those of you that don't know, I am a big fan of the band Heat. Um, And Heat had a number of vocalists, I believe three vocalists. And one of them was a man named Eric Gronwall, who, and I, I might not be pronouncing his last name right. Uh, I believe it's Gronwall, Gronwall, Gronwall. I think well, it's Well, the O has those two dots on top of it. So, uh, so what does that crew, mean? Crew, uh, Gronwall, Gronwall. Crew. I think, I think that makes it Gronwall, I believe. Um, but, but here's the thing. Heat. All three of those frontmen that they have had have been fantastic. And I've said before, Heat is one of the bands, what I call the new metal bands, that have picked up the 80s metal torch and carried it through into current times and just do a great fucking job. Heat is such a good band. All three of those frontmen were terrific. And Eric Grunewald was personally my favorite of those three frontmen. And if you watch some heat videos and you see him, you'll see he's a great frontman. He's a great presence. He's got a great voice. And he got his start in the metal business, in the music business, from being discovered on, I believe it was a Swedish version of American Idol. I might be wrong on the nation, but it's somewhere over in the Netherlands, I believe, uh, or around that area of... um, either there, Europe, somewhere, there was a version of American Idol. He was a contestant, and he won by singing a version of Skid Row's 18 in Life. So he was out of the gate a metal guy, became the frontman of Heat, did a number of years with Heat and some great music with Heat. And now, as of currently, he just joined Skid Row, replacing ZP Thirt. I'm pronouncing his wrong, his name wrong. I know, uh, but he he is now the new singer of Skid Row, and I am for the first time in many years excited about Skid Row again. 
because I've got a boner the size of just my microphone. I, I really think, and, I, and I'm saying this because I've seen him as a frontman. I've seen him in videos playing live with Heat. I've seen, I, I've listened to a lot of Heat's recordings. He's got great vocal chops, really good range, and a rebellious stage presence. He's got kind of a, a, a thick mohawk on his head. He's got a cool look. Um, he's just a standout vocalist. And I think it's going to be a mix of chemistry that works really, really well with Skid Row, especially since he got in the music business by being discovered singing Skid Row songs. That's cool. So here he is now. He just did his first live show. I believe it was in Vegas. It's on YouTube. It was just aired, uh, I think, a, a week ago or a couple of days ago. And I watched some of the show, and he's obviously got to get his footings with the band, but you could just see he's going to blend in so good. And they already have a single out. Um, I just listened to the single recently. The single is called The Gang's All Here. It's the, the first single off of uh, Skid Row's new album that they recorded with him. Uh, and it's going to be titled, I believe, The Gang's All Here. And what do I think of that song? I think it's okay. It's not bad. It's growing on me. You know, it's not a, a breakout song, but I could tell already just the vocals fit in with Skid Row better than any of the other frontmen that they have had. And the great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi agrees with me. He is the best singer in Skid Row since Sebastian Bach. Now, he's not Sebastian Bach. He's not trying to be, but he's got a similar vibe in that he connects with the audience like a presence. He's really got a great range and a powerful voice. And again, you know, I don't know what the writing process is with him. But um, usually I believe Rachel Bolin writes the songs for Skid Row and, and Dave Sabo, I believe. I don't know who's doing the writing nowadays. I don't know if he's part of the writing process. Like I said, I heard the first track. I want you guys to listen to it. Skid Row, the gang's all here. Not right now, but you know, make a note of it. And tell me what you think. Leave comments in this video Tell me what you think of it. And then watch the live Vegas performance on YouTube because it's on there. And even though it's like their first live performance together, you can just tell he blends in the way you want him to, very similar to Sebastian Bach. Hellstorm says the album was already written before he joined the band. Okay, so that answers that. So he's not part of the writing process, apparently. Um, but he did get his vocals on there. So I don't know if the music's going to be good. I know the first song is not bad. Like I said, not a standout uh, song itself as far as musically, but the vocals are good. Uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. But um, you just said you're really excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to hear the new album because I know his vocals. And I've seen him on stage live, and he's great live. And like I said, I want you guys to check out the Skid Row Vegas show with him that just aired. So look for look for the tracks, look for the clips, and you'll see what I'm talking about. 
Uh, Bozik says, except for one thing, John, Sebastian Bach is still sort of famous despite hair metal no longer making big news. This other guy, despite being good, will make casual fans say who. Okay, but you know what? Casual fans said who when they had other vocalists. Here's a guy that I think is finally suited to the band. And by the way, fans of Heat, and there are a lot of them across Europe and, and the Netherlands and all those areas are very, very big on him. I'm very big on him as well. And I think the idea that those fans, that fan base of Heat is going to follow him onto Skid Row because he's really, really good. And like I said, is he trying to be Sebastian Bach? No, he's his own guy. But I think they finally found a vocalist that fits in with the vibe and the energy of Skid Row that Sebastian brought to the band. So I'm very excited. And again, I just started listening to uh, to the band itself. I just started listening to... Here, um, I'll take that. Thank you. I just started listening to the band itself um, with him. And I've only heard the one track. And even though he didn't help write it, I'm expecting good vocals on that album. So I am really excited. And I want you guys to give me your opinion of the new song and more so of how you liked watching him sing the classic Skid Row songs, 18 in Life, Youth Gone Wild, because I think he's a terrific frontman and I think it's going to be a, a big hit with them. Even if their next album is better with him, you know, joining in on the writing process, I'm very excited to hear this newest one just because I like his vocals so much. Are any of you guys in the mm. chat fans of Heat? I know I am. I know I've told a lot of you guys to listen to Heat. And um, you'll see the videos with him and stuff. So how many of you guys out there in the chat know of him already? I'm curious. Obviously myself, Paulie, Jay Hannon. I mean, we keep our ear to the ground about that. Someone said uh, Snake Sabo was was uh, having an interview talking about it recently. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz because none of the other frontmen that they had really blended in well. There you go. Yeah, so that was a hard uh, singer to just um, stand in for, you know. No, Sebastian Bach is big yeah, shoes to fill. Kind. He's yeah. big shoes to fill. Jay likes the first record. I think all of Heat's records have been really good with all three frontmen. I just think if I was going to pick someone to fill in for Skid Row lately, um, you know, now that they were looking for a new frontman, I think they made such a great pick. If you watch the live videos in Vegas, you're going to really like him. So there you go. That that's my thoughts on it. Nice. Yeah, KXM Rock says Sebastian Bach had the pipes. He absolutely does and did at the time. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Ray Hawkins says I didn't know Jay Hannon was a metal god with the band Gizmachi. I'm so behind in the world of metal and guitarists. After 42 years, you'd think I'd have some semblance. Dude, how did you miss that? Thank you, Naked. 
There you go. Very nice. That's that's our new advertiser, by the way. That's our <laughs> new sponsor. Speaking of sponsors, let's talk about what should have been the best snack that you were eating while watching the Oscars. Keep that fucking Colonel's popcorn (laughs) out of your fucking mouth. Keep that delicious fucking Colonel's gourmet popcorn and more out of your fucking mouth. Delicious Colonel's. Oh, you're supposed to keep it in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep that delicious Colonel's gourmet popcorn and more in your fucking mouth. Absolutely. Delicious Colonel's gourmet popcorn and more. Delicious. The best popcorn ever. Ever. Addicted. Addicted to the movie popcorn. Mama Kuda's addicted to the cheese popcorn. Everyone loves the Chicago mix, which is cheddar cheese mixed with caramel corn. Holy hell. Let's talk about some fucking delicious kernels, gourmet popcorn, and more. The more are chocolate and nuts and candies and treats, all sorts of things. If you have not tried their chocolate-covered cashews, you are not living, my friends. Look at that. Johnny, is that what I think it is? Is that what I think it is? Is that a box? From Colonel's Delicious Gourmet Popcorn and more. It is. Put that delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more in your fucking mouth. Uh, Johnny, maybe you want to cover that address? Your address oh, is no. going. I publicly show my address. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the shipping. Okay, that's the Johnny Bean address. Okay. Ship stuff okay, to Johnny. There, there we go. go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there you go. And if you mention when you order these treats, Johnny Bean or Jay Hannon, they will give you more product. Look, let's see what Johnny got. I'm sure Johnny, did you mention your and Jay's name when you it ordered? Was, I mentioned my own good. name. And I'll bet they gave you more product, more of those delicious nuts in your mouth. I said, more of do those you know who I think chocolates. I am? More of those when delicious you chocolates. It, you got Ned, man. You got Ned all excited when you would shake it like that. And they Ned said, right now is creaming in his fur. Look at this. Johnny's about to unbox a delicious box of kernels. Paulie Walnuts, you, like you sent rock. me a link of a killer cover band. Why didn't you send me some delicious kernels gourmet popcorn? Paulie, what are you thinking? Holy shit, Johnny, that's some challenge. They packed it well. Oh, boy. This is from Shay of Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Where do you see this? They have sugar-free chocolates. They have regular chocolate. They have nuts. They have candy. They have treats. And they have the best, most delicious popcorn on the planet that Johnny will never get to. Johnny can't get to it. It's like it's like getting between a woman's legs. Johnny just can't do it. He's burning more calories than the popcorn's going to add. Here it comes. What do we got there, Johnny? You Pretzel. got their their Cajun mixes. Ooh, yummy. Nom Look nom nom. This. Nice. Those are with those those crunchy pieces mixed with the nuts. Those those rye rye crackers and oh that looks good. With mm. Cajun seasoning. Get I your know mouth watering, boys and girls. Get your mouths watering. Right now, Mama Kuda's starting to diddle her clit. She's so excited. <laughs> Oh my god, I love delicious kernels, gourmet popcorn, and more. Proud sponsor of the Johnny Bean shows. 
Look at this. How many in your in the audience right now would love to have that box in your hands? Is that movie popcorn? Is that my favorite? Uh, probably. That looks like the movie popcorn. That looks like my favorite. Jay actually ordered for me, so I don't know what this is. What do you th- is, Jay? Is that the movie popcorn? That's that's the best thing in the world. Delish. Wow. Wow. I hope I hope my I hope my box is arriving soon. Mama Kuda would love some of that. No oh, baby. Look at that. All that deliciousness. And Johnny only ordered one bag. But he mentioned Johnny Beaner Jay Hannon. And look at all they sent him. Actually, Jay ordered for me. He told me this was arriving. Well, I think I think Jay only ordered one bag and he just mentioned Johnny Bean and Jay Hannon and he got more product. Look at that. Look at all that. Wait a minute. That's about an hour's worth of snacking for me. Two, three three bags of popcorn I saw. Two bags of snack mix. There's one right there. (laughs) There's one. (laughs) You moron. These are like pillows. (laughs) (laughs) Tastier than my pillow. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, when you when you watch Johnny playing Grand Theft Auto tonight, yeah, and you hear, <laughs> you know that sound will be Johnny chewing delicious Colonel's gourmet popcorn. Nom nom nom. Very nice. Very nice. Tonight on Twitch. Oh my god. Nice. Look at this. There's no calories in that, right, Johnny? Uh. I don't know. Okay, so Jay said Johnny's not eating as much sweets, so I didn't have him send any chocolate-covered cashews right. or Chicago mixed popcorn, his loss. Let me tell you something. There's no loss. That movie popcorn is my personal addiction. That's the stuff. To me, that's the stuff. Dane went to get some right now. <clears throat> Johnny's like Cookie Monster with Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn. Dane, do you hear him chewing? Do you hear this? It's the most disgusting sound in the world with the most delicious snack in the world. Dane, can you hear Johnny? Dane, your mic is off. Dane, your mic is off. Ugh, tech moron Tuesday. I can hear Johnny. Okay, you can hear Johnny. I think my mother can hear Johnny. I think my mother can hear Johnny all the way upstairs. This is like a mukbang video. This is a, a total mukbang video. <laughs> Smash that thumbs up if you want me to stop. Smash the thumbs up anyway. <laughs> Delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Johnny's favorite sponsor on the channel. Mm. Thank One you so much, Colonel's. Well. Thank you, Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn. Go uh, ahead and eat with your mouth open. It doesn't matter. Chow down. There you go. Goodbye, Skid Row. Good luck. Yeah, Skid Row, <laughs> look forward to that, man. Johnny, jo- Johnny just totally blew you away for popcorn. <laughs> anyway, let me know what you think of that new Skid Row video. Let me know what you think of the um, the Las Vegas shows. I want to know what you guys think of uh, Eric Gronwall as Skid Row's new vocalist. I'm excited. 
I think it's going to be very cool. Let me know what you think in the chat, uh, in the uh, comments on the video. So there you go. Um, let's see. Someone asked earlier what um, what I've been listening to over the last week, and I'll tell you, I I've been putting a couple of so a couple of bands just on shuffle, and um, the bands I've been I've been listening to right now, uh, Testament. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, the new American slang single, and someone introduced me to a band. I want you to write this down. I want you guys to tell me what you think of this band also. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong probably. It's Girish and the Chronicles. Now, Girish, I believe, is either Middle Eastern or Indian. I can't quite tell. I didn't look it up. Um... But G-I-R-I-S-H, Girish and the Chronicles, they're a metal band. The frontman is either Indian or Middle Eastern. I can't quite tell. But tell me what you think, because someone introduced me, someone contacted me and said, hey, Mancuda, check this band out. I've never heard of them, but I've been listening to them lately. They have a bunch of videos on YouTube. They have a bunch of albums out. I've never heard of them, but I think they should get a little recognition. What do you think? So I took some time, I listened to some songs, I watched some videos, and I think they're pretty freaking good. Um, so Girish and the Chronicles, G-I-R-I-S-H and the Chronicles. Listen to them. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Have you guys heard of them? I've never heard of them. No. I'm glad to hear them. And now they're on my, on my watch. And I, I told you guys last week, uh, about American slang, new band, um, basically teenagers influenced by eighties metal guys and, um, their, their new album, gypsy life, their new single from their impending album, gypsy life. Uh, listen to that. But the three big bands that I had on shuffle were Testament, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. And for those that asked me a week ago, uh, what do you think by, what do you think about the new Def Leppard song Kick from their upcoming album? Thank you, Sherman Callahan. Appreciate Sherman. that, man. Sherman! 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 Uh, for those that, that asked me about Def Leppard's new single Kick, what do I think? I heard it. I listened to it a couple of times. I gave it a couple of listens. The first time I heard it, I said, okay, not bad, not bad. They're kind of going back to a more vintagey sound, you know, again, the thing that I'm noticing and, and people brought it up to me, Joe Elliott is not in that high range anymore that he was a couple of years ago. And look, here's the, here's the reality. When we get older, for those of us that are vocalists, I am not Paulie is. Um, so I, I know he knows what I'm talking about, but for those that are vocalists, even the best vocalists, even guys like Jeff Tate and Vince Don Dockin and, and, and all those guys, you got to go down a step or two as you get older because you just can't hit those notes. Even Rob Halford, the greatest of the great with high-pitched notes, can't hit exactly those notes he used to. He can get it up there. No one gets it up like Rob Halford. <laughs> um, but, but he can, you know... Joe Elliott is known also to hit it up in that high range. And right now he's just dropped it down, dropped it down a step. 
still great vocals, just in a lower range. Um, and I think the song is growing on me. It's got a really good beat to it. Uh, it's got a really cool hook to it. I've been really, really enjoying it. It's grown on me. It, at first, like I said, kick. Kick. Not slap. Not slap. Okay. <laughs> kick. <laughs> I know it's been a running theme this episode, but kick. Yeah, I know we did the Oscars re-slap. I mean, re- recap. I can't um, believe he but, thinks uh, that kick. was staged. I cannot believe he thinks that was staged. Yeah, I know, but we'll, we'll move on from that subject. But it was. Def, Leppard, Def Leppard's kick, it was not. Def Leppard's <laughs> kick album uh, coming out, coming out, but that's the first Def Leppard's new record was staged. <laughs> yeah, I know. Def- <laughs> so, so, fellas, do you think oh. we could fake this? Do you think we could stage the whole album? Oh. Well, shouldn't we just, you know, play songs and record it? No, no, we could, we could, we could stage it. We could just remix stuff and, and no one will know. We could do, I'll speak far from the mic. So people It'll will be such I'm, good publicity. It'll be great be publicity really if we would just yeah. fake the album, fake the whole album. So uh, Def Leppard Kick, what do you guys think of it in the chat? Because a lot of people over the last two weeks asked me to listen to it. And I'm curious what you guys think of it. It's grown on me. I think it's grown on me. I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. Def Leppard's album before this, Def Leppard, the self-titled album, was their their first time returning back to their uh, late 80s process sound with all the effects. You know, um, that was their first supposed to grow on you. Good songs are supposed to grow on you. They're not supposed to be just right up front where the first time you hear it, there's two songs where the first time you ever heard it, you're like, hey, that's a great song. One of them was My Sharona. Everybody loved My Sharona from the Who? second they heard it. The other one was Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. The first time you heard that, everybody's like, oh, that's a great song. But what happens is after- I could think of a lot of songs that knocked me off my socks the first time out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't one of them. But after three listens, I would say Def Leppard's kick has grown on me and it, it continues to grow on me uh, like a cold sore. And um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the album sounds like um, when when it's 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 heard in its full thing. Like I said, the last album Def Leppard came out with the self-titled brought them full circle back to that compressed sound, that echoey studio special effects sound. Johnny, did you hear that self-titled album? Um, no. Good answer, Johnny B. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it sounded a lot like their, their late 80s stuff. And, um, you know, like, like, you know, similar to Adrenalize and Hysteria, um, not quite as, you know, impactful as Hysteria when it first came out, closer to Adrenalize, but it, it was good. Now this new one continues that trend, just Joe's vocals, at least in this track, is just a little bit lower. Um, what, what do you guys think? I'm just looking in the chat. Let's see. Um, I heard the song and it. Sounded like Def Leppard to me, but it sounded like Joe was singing lower. I mean, that's why I told but, you what when I told you when, when I told you about it. It's it's I think it's okay for what it is. Doesn't for me. It's I'd rather put on Hysteria. 
I'd rather put on a stereo. I mean, eight number one songs can't be wrong. Um, but being that Joe can't sing that high anymore, apparently, um, I think it's a good effort. I think I think it's a good sound. I think the guitar work on it is pretty good. You know, Phil Collin and, and Vivian Campbell, um, I think are doing a they good job had on great it. Guitar tones. The tone. tone. They always had great tones. <laughs> Probably they probably use uh Vinum custom pickups uh <laughs> to get their tone. That see what I did there? Vinum custom pi- Vinum custom pickups, maker of the Mancuda custom, Vinum custom pickups, boutique custom at an affordable price. These are hand-wound boutique pickups, Vinum custom pickups. When you want to soup up your tone. You check out Vinum pickups, call Craig Vinum and say, hey, I need something custom wound that sounds like this pickup, but a little less muddy or a little bit high or a little more mid or whatever you want. Or they have such a huge assortment of pre-arranged tones for all sorts of guitars. You want to increase sound on your Les Paul, make it sound vintagey, make it sound rich, delicious. Vinum custom pickups. This is what you want. Go to Vinum Custom Pickups website and email Craig Vinum. Tell him you saw on Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live us talking about their pickups. A lot of people I have recommended them to have written us, thanked us. Really, really good quality pickups. Craig Vinum will make whatever you want. And that's right, Renus. Uh, Craig will give you a blumpkin as well with every purchase. No, he won't, <laughs> Renus. That's ridiculous. But he will make some of the best boutique guitar pickups you have ever heard. Tell him what you want. They come in all colors. He'll make you whatever you want. Craig Vinum, Vinum Custom Pickups. Check them out. Proud sponsor of the show. Thank yes, you, I, I would love to use one sometime. Thank you, Vinyl Custom Pickups. Uh, a bunch of our audience have already. Let's see. Leo Safko says, Def Leppard were my favorite band before I discovered Iron Maiden. Then they completely lost me with poor that sugar on me crap. Here's the thing about, um, about Def Leppard. When they hit the Hysteria album, they did change their sound completely from what was Pyromania, which was a big departure from High and Dry, which was a huge departure from on through the night. So their sound kept evolving and pyromania was the big, big breakout. And then hysteria hit and there was no stopping them from the moon. 11 number one hits off of that freaking album. And then you got adrenalized, which not quite as popular as hysteria, but sold a lot of albums and had a lot of good number one hits off of that album. After that, you know, then you got into the grunge era and, you know, Def Leppard, I think kind of lost their way. They did, you know, albums like 10 and, um, I, I forgot what, uh, the other one was, was it Sahara or, um, I forgot the name, uh, name of a, a couple of their albums, but Adrenalized? no, Adrenalized was right after hysteria, which was very good. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. If you didn't like the hysteria and adrenalized sound, that very studio process sound, which became their signature for a while in the late eighties. Um, then you probably, you know, if, if you didn't like that sound, then you probably won't like their newest, their last two albums, the one they did previously and the one they did before slang. Thank you. Yostinator. 
Um, it, it's you know they're they're returning to that sort of sound. That sound. I didn't like slang. I personally didn't like slang. I thought that was the point that they were trying something different. They couldn't recapture that lightning in a bottle that they had with hysteria and part of the way with um, with adrenalize. So you know. After that, they they did slang and and ten or X whatever you want to call it, and uh, and a couple of other albums, and then they're like, okay, welcome back, Janice. Um, okay, let's try to go back to that sound that was our big hits. Let's go back to that hysteria, adrenalize era sound, and that's where you got the Def Leppard self titled album that came out a couple of years ago, and now they're going back to that again with uh, with Kick. The difference they is a record that was all um, uh, cover tunes. Didn't they have a cover tune record out? I'm not sure. I, I lost track of of Def Leppard in in the the 2000s because I just wasn't enjoying their product. I I tried yeah. certain songs they, and they I just was like, of, uh, they did some good covers that turned out pretty cool. I mean, look, they're an amazing band. Obviously, I mean, they're on the stadium tour. Whatever you know whatever that turns into, hopefully that'll get its shit together with Motley Crue. Um, but Def I think Leopard, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I, I think it'll happen because Motley Crue announced they're rehearsing. The, the trick is, are they going to get Vince into shape? Are they going to get him into physical shape that he can endure a big tour like that and vocal shape as in he can sing and he knows the freaking words after 40 years. Yeah. Um, but look, Def Leppard's ready to go. Poison's ready to go. Joan Jett's ready to go. That tour is going to happen. It's going to come out this summer. Where, where, you know, we, we're, we've list, lifted a lot of the pandemic restrictions enough that there will be those tours now. Um, and hopefully, you know, all, all that, all that will stay in check enough to to get through that as the summer starts. Um, but yeah, Yostinator says X is their weakest. I didn't enjoy that album either. Slang X, I wasn't a fan. Um, and I love Def Leppard, but they can't all be they can't all be winners. You know, from from true. from from some of their best work, where are you gonna go from um from hysteria? You you can only go down. Adrenalize kept it to a fairly level playing field, but after that, you right. took a drop. Right. So they tried to tried to recapture it with their single, their their self-titled album. And then they uh they're trying to recapture it again with Kick. And like I said, Kick is growing on me. I listened to it a couple of times, and it took a couple of times for me to say, okay, this is catchy. This is catchy. Let's see what else is on the album. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a copy of the album when it comes out. Thank yeah, you, sometimes good music just depends on how often you're exposed to it. Those Def Leppard albums that we're not really into, you know, there's 15-year-old kids out there that had that record and is the only one they had. And, and if they, it was in their CD player in their car for the last three years. They know every every little tiny part of that album that the rest of us are like, that was their worst album. And people are like, no, no, that was my favorite one of all time. A lot, Just you know, it's very funny. Def Leppard is a very divisive band. Like I'm reading Bo Zeke's comment in the chat who likes Def Leppard when Pete Willis was the guitarist with High and Dry. And I, I absolutely, I love High and Dry, some parts of it, 
Um, but not the way I love Pyromania. Um, and I don't like at all on Through the Night. I don't like one song on that whole album. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. Um, High and Dry was great. Pyromania, I thought, was way better. And I thought Hysteria was even better than that. Um, I think so, that first album, On Through the Night, the song Wasted is probably the highlight of the album. In my it's opinion. the most popular track of the album. I know someone yeah. mentioned it in the in the chat earlier. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I, I did like stuff off of High and Dry. And when Pyromania came out, I was I was a massive, massive fan of that whole album. Everyone was oh, yeah. because that's when MTV, MTV. that's right. when MTV first came out. So you had Rock of Ages was on all the time, and Photograph was on all the time. Right. You know, yeah. Um, so you 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 heard those tracks all the time. It was it was just a great album you could, you could just play through and enjoy every song i actually song. saw that uh that tour live at the of, of pyromania i saw the pyromania tour and they opened up with rock rock tell you drop and then yeah. after that first song they were like everybody please back up a little bit man we were there's just a song you know they were scared we were scaring them the audience was so freaking crazy no pete uh how face pete willis was not on pyromania uh steve clark was on Pyromania and uh, and Phil Collin. Yes, Steve Clark. Pete was Willis the, was on the earlier. Original guy. Pete Willis was on earlier. Um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, nothing personal against Pete Willis. He just didn't have the sound. The chemistry between Steve Clark and Phil Collin is really what made it for me. Look at Johnny with the mukbang. Wow, I can hear what? that sizzle. Johnny, what 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 chemistry are you doing right there? He's got something carbonated. Waterloo, sparkling water. Not as delicious as delicious Bang Energy drink. Yeah, baby. Bang Energy drink. All natural. Do the old line. Do your new every, do your new bit about the bang. Yeah, every time you hear a smack, bang right in the right in the face for talking about my wife. No, you're supposed to go keep them. That's a joke. I don't have a way. Bang out of your mouth. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yostinator says Pete played rhythm guitars on all the Pyromania tracks. Pete contributed to Pyromania before he was fired. Uh, I thought that. Yeah, Steve they were Clark, in the studio. I thought that Steve Clark redid the uh, the Pyromania rhythm. No. They were in the studio and Matt Lang was listening to Pete. Hold on. Let me see. Bo Bozik is correcting like, me here. Hold on. Uh, Pete Willis was part of the Pyromania recordings. He was fired when that album was almost done. The reason he's rich is because of residuals from Pyromania. Okay. I learned that today o'clock. So I just learned that today. Thank you, guys. I was 29 when I learned that. Yeah. Mutt Lang, they were putting the lead guitar work down. They wanted some great leads. And Mutt Lang I listened did. to the lead guitar work that he was doing. And they're like, we need it better than this. I know a guy. Okay. And that's where they brought in. Uh, yeah. Mutt Lang was 100% okay. responsible for replacing him. Okay. Copy that. Okay. So I stand corrected. So he was involved. But what I believe, uh, I believe Steve Clark was also on that album. Didn't he record part of the tracks as well? Steve, Steve and Steve Clark is the original guitar player. They had two original guitar players. And what Steve about Phil? Phil was, replaced was, Pete. But wasn't Phil on Pyromania as well? Yeah, that was the album that 
Yes. That Phil premiered on. So what is it? Phil yes. recorded part and Pete recorded part. Pete did the first two. Yeah. Pete did the first two hours. No, no. I'm saying on, on pyromania. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> on pyromania. Are you saying mm-hmm. all three guys? Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. Whoever knows this. So yeah, was, I'm going to say what, most likely all three guys worked on that or else Mutt listened to what Pete was doing in the studio and said, none of this is going to work. I need a better guy for this. And but I'm saying was, was Phil, Phil, to my knowledge, Phil also made the recording. Yostinator says Phil did some solos only. Phil redid the parts. Okay. That's, that's what I'm remembering because I'm remembering Phil and Steve Clark on the albums. What I didn't know was that Pete also made that album. I did not know that. Okay. So I learned that today o'clock. This is what I count on the chat to keep me uh, honest there. So thank you guys. Okay. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Uh, Pyromania, I think was the big breakout album. Uh, Yeah. Phil did the photograph. So, okay. Um, Pyromania was the big breakout album. Then you had Hysteria and it was just off to the races from there. You couldn't go any higher. Adrenalized was really good. Um, I love the album personally. Unfortunately, Steve Clark uh, died and uh, White Lightning was the tribute to him, uh, which was his nickname, White Lightning, after after his whitish blonde hair. And then from there, you know, look, I love Vivian Campbell. I loved his work with Dio. I loved seeing him with Whitesnake. Uh, but, you know, fact is, after after Adrenalize, I just haven't enjoyed Def Leppard the way I did uh, until that Def Leppard self-titled album was a good effort to return to the old sound. And now I think Kick, I think I think Kick has some promise. It's the first track of a whole new album, but I think based on what I'm hearing, um, even even at a lower range for Joe, I think it's going to be some good stuff. So there you go. So, so you think kick slaps? What? Do you Does think it, slap? it slaps? <laughs> kick, <laughs> kick, kick. Come on, Joe. Hit those higher ranges. Get those fucking vocals out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, look, like I said, it, it had to catch on to me a little bit, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So it took a while to kick in. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's Keith definitely I, I, growing I, I on miss you. Steve, I miss Steve Clark's. <laughs> I miss Steve Clark's uh, sound a lot. I mean, you have to remember, Def Leppard was the the band that constantly <clears throat> had the worst luck. You know, with the, you know the death of their guitarist and the you know uh, you know the the arm of their drummer and a number of other tragedies. All those hit singles. Yeah, just terrible. No, but look, face facts. I mean, that's some hard stuff to chug through. They they persevered and they, you know, it all paid off. Yeah, and, and when they were them. in the studio recording Pyromania, they were already like $100,000 in debt to their label. So to have that much debt and you're in there trying to play guitar and stuff, it gets, it's, it's tough. Yeah, and I agree with Bozik. Uh Dio, great with, uh, I'm sorry, um, Vivian Campbell, great with Dio, great with Whitesnake. Not, just not the chemistry I wanted for Def Leppard. <laughs> what are you chugging along for, Johnny? Johnny's having fun tonight. 
Yeah, what are you, what are you laughing uh, at, John? These comments. Really? These comments, man. Our beloved audience that we greatly <laughs> appreciate. Hit the like button if you enjoy being in our uh, live audience, which yeah. we appreciate you. Yeah, so that's that's my opinion on Def Leppard's kick. I hope they do well with it. Like I said, the two albums I'm looking forward to are the new Skid Row with the <clears throat> with the new singer, Eric Gronwall, and uh, the new Def Leppard. As soon as that comes out, I can't wait to get my hands on full copies of those albums. But um, I was also saying, aside from Def Leppard, I was listening to Motley Crue just because they felt like listening to uh, their greatest hits. And Testament. And the thing about Testament for me, and I've said this on the show before, Testament to me is one of the best thrash bands out there. Obviously, you have what's considered the big four. You have Metallica, you have Megadeth, you have Anthrax, you have Slayer. Rightfully so. If there was a fifth, I would say it would be Testament. And if there was a sixth, I would say it would be Exodus, just to put that out there. But the thing about Testament that I always liked, Eric Skolnick, obviously friend of the show. Alex Skolnick. Um, Al- huh? You said Eric Skolnick. It's Alex. Skolnick. I said Alex Skolnick. Oh. Rewind it, Johnny. I said Alex Skolnick. Did he? Friend of the show. I heard I Eric Skolnick. Did anyone hear Eric Skolnick when I know I said Alex Skolnick? Okay. Johnny's new Alex headphones. Skol- Alex Skolnick, great guitarist, friend of the show. Um, the thing about Testament, and I've said this on the show before, that's one of those bands that I just don't listen to the single of. <laughs> there you go. I, See, won't, I, heard, I won't. I heard that too. I heard that too. No, I said Alex. I, you said Eric. I know who. You said Eric Skolnick. I heard. No, I There's Eric not. Peterson, who's the other guitar player. I, Lindy, don't make me you smack said it. you. I heard it. Don't make, Lindy, keep Eric Skolnick <laughs> out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> I said keep Eric Skolnick out of your fucking mouth. No, I said Alex. I know I said Alex. Like I said, maybe I'm choking on Bang Energy Drink, but I, I know I, I know I intentionally said Alex. If I accidentally said Eric, it's not because I don't know the guy. Obviously, he's a friend of the show. But, and I love you, Lindy. I want to spank you. I don't want to smack you. I want to spank you. Oh Howface heard Derek. <laughs> anyway, Alex Skolnick, great guitar work. Um, Testament is not one of those bands that I play a single on. Like I may go through a Motley Crue song. <laughs> I may go through a Motley Crue song and um, or a Motley Crue album, you know, with uh, with. Um, Molly Crew with uh, with Mick Neal and uh, and Vince Mars and um, Nicole Nicole Six and um, uh, Terry Lee. You know, what Molly Crew did you Motley listen Shoe, to? Molly Shoe. Yeah. Which what album did you listen to? <clears throat> but this is the thing. I have a mix on YouTube. It's oh. Testament. It's it's titled oh. Testament's Greatest Hits, and it's a three and a half hour compilation of just a mix of Testament songs and Testament is one of those bands, certain bands. I just don't play the single maybe on, you know, certain albums. I'll, I'll say, all right, I want track one. I'll skip to track three. I'll go to track five. Uh, maybe I'll play track eight. I don't do that with certain bands. And I find myself not doing it with the thrash bands. I like because bands like Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, Testament, Exodus, Man of War, I'll, I'll go on for a few other bands, uh, Raven, certain bands, 
I just play through because I don't even, I don't even memorize the names of songs. I just know I like what they're playing through. So I'm not going to single out just the popular songs. It's just music that I could just go through, just let it play the whole thing. And I do that the same thing with the albums, but with this greatest hits compilation I have on YouTube, three and a half hours of Testament, I was just driving around and, and running errands and just listening to just great, great metal. They are such an underrated band, even though they're super popular. They are super popular for a thrash band. They're super popular. I just think they should be mentioned as much as Slayer, as Anthrax. Okay, Metallica, you're not going to top Metallica. Megadeth right under him. But I think they're on an equal footing, correct me if I'm wrong, with Slayer and with Anthrax. I think they're just as good, and I just love playing them through. That's one they of those They just never bands. had that radio hit. They never had that FM radio hit. Exactly. They don't have singles, mm. and I don't care because I just right. think it's good, you know? And that and that's the the first thing that um you know that that's the first thing that um why do you think that happened no radio hit i, I don't know with, uh, I, I mean i guess i guess just thrash in general has always been like the ignored genre that deserved right. more attention you know and and when i say thrash for me i'm into the what i call melodic thrash okay you can listen to right. testament or you can listen to certain bands that have like those deep cookie monster vocals. I'm not into those bands. Slayer wasn't real in... melodic compared to Testament. Slayer wasn't real. Melodic. I think Slayer is very melodic. Oh, okay. I think Slayer's a... Nelson Rodriguez brings up overkill. They're another one I think is, is very underrated. Um, and again, they're a good melodic, as I'm quoting, melodic thrash band. That's the type of thrash that I enjoy. Maybe they so, purposely didn't want a radio hit, and they're, you know, AR people are like, hey, hey, I think we should release this as a single, or we should try to get this out to the metal stations to play it. Maybe they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to turn into that sellout Metallica kind of thing. That could be um, part of their plan. Polly Walnuts brings up King Diamond. Now, here's my problem with King Diamond. I like a lot of King Diamond. I love all the music. The guitar work, phenomenal. King Diamond loses me a little bit on his high-pitched vocals. I'm not a big fan of him as a vocalist. I'm a big fan yeah. of him as a writer. Like, yeah. I love the Abigail album. I really love it. And them was good, and and a bunch of King Diamond stuff I love melodically. I don't like as much his high pitch in the vocals, um, but I love his writing. I think the songs are great, so I'll, I'll listen to King Diamond. But you know, that's just another band. Like I said, I think that that point of there you go, ADHD sharp Michael B is my my favorite too. Um, I think that point of of thrash just didn't catch on quick enough during the hairband era and during the grunge era that it was kind of caught between Metallica did because Metallica started so early. Megadeth did the same thing. Um, I think, I think in just, I don't know. I think they were just ignored a little bit 
um, more than they should have been. And I, I think they're underappreciated. But they are bands. That's the type of bands that I will just play the albums through. I won't care what track is playing. I'm just enjoying the whole albums. And I, I did that for three and a half hours with uh, with Testament the other night. And hmm. it just it just it just puts in my mind again just what a good band. Oh, is that uh, what's his name? Pete Skolnick? Is that him? <laughs> Tommy yep. Skolnick? Is that him? <laughs> yeah, that's... it is. I know, I know, I know. Who who's that guy with the fake nose, mustache, and glasses? <laughs> yeah, the Groucho nose. <laughs> Johnny, is that your real mustache at the time? Yeah. The Jesus first Christ, holy first shit. year I went to I went to Nam. I had a mustache. Wow, wow! It was just kind of a it was kind of weird. So seventies porn, Johnny. So so all my pictures are with a mustache <laughs> from that. Wow. Very Super Mario says, "Is that Ron Jeremy on the right? So. What sort of porn mustache is that? Hey Mario, is, is is that the porn convention? Yeah." The Ace of Spades, the Ace of Spades. That's yeah. like that's like Scotty Hill also has a, a weird kind of mustache going on lately. I watched the the newest Skid Row concert, and I noticed uh, Scotty Hill from Skid Row has um one of those one of those Lemmy kind of mustaches going on, and it doesn't really fit him. Scotty's like a good looking guy who usually looks good clean cut um, on on facial hair. And, it's got um, that look like I live in Northern California and I grow weed for a living kind of a look. It, it's it's got that that uh, gay truck driver See look, right there? you know, cruising cruising the truck stop, cruising the truck stop for uh, you know for other members of the village people. <laughs> Who's the old silver uh, gray Johnny guy stays at, the, at the YMCA. That's Seymour Duncan. Yes. Seymour uh -huh. yeah. is like embarrassed. Who's this porn star I'm with? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So the first oh look. So there that. you go. That's yeah. So the first year I, I had the I had the mustache. And you're just as wow. tall as Michael Anthony. You guys are like Johnny, you got a good oh, face, man, six. but it, it doesn't hold that mustache. Even he's pointing at your mustache. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Yeah, I was just uh it was just, uh, yeah. So what? So yeah. they Johnny, they I know I'm friends with a lot of gay bikers that that have that look. <laughs> it doesn't suit you though, bro. It doesn't suit you. They did announce that the Nam show is coming in June this year. Are you guys going? Anybody going? Yes, I got my ticket already. Nice. I don't know if I'll be at June. I'll be I go to the winter Nam. I don't know. I hear it's I hear it's supposed to be very small, much like my poor penis. Um, but uh, I I I don't know. I'll I'll see. I'll play it by year in June. I'll see. I usually don't go to you know. I don't know what Nam is going to devolve into by June, but I I usually go to Winter Nam in January. I but think this is Winter Nam. Be awesome because being in Phoenix in June, June is summer Nam. Get out of here. June. This particular Nam coming up is the Winter Nam and the Summer Nam, summer nam combined. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just summer, summer Nam. It's in June. There's no winter. I mean, it's right. the return to Nam. <laughs> But it it's is. summer now. It's summer now. But it's in Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it's at the same venue. But I heard they're going to, yeah. like, make it smaller. And um, I heard they're going to change a lot of the format. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be there. Wow. I, I should be there. But we'll see. I, I, maybe I I'll should be just there. Go to, I'll, I'll just be, go, to to I'll go to Mari's Italian restaurant for dinner. 
I yeah, just I hope this whole freaking COVID thing is so far behind us by then that nobody has to worry about that anymore. You know who I want to go there, down Johnny. in the basement at Nam and look at all those little goodies they have yeah. down so, there. Yeah, like Nam Thrax. <laughs> yeah, all the goodies. Uh, you know who will be there, Johnny? Swiss Picks. Yes, Swiss Picks, <laughs> the greatest gripping guitar pick. Proud sponsor of uh, Talking Guitars and Eighties Metal Live. Swiss Picks, Johnny, you could spotlight me for this. It is a sponsor. Well, we all have stuff. There we go, baby. There it is. Swiss Picks. Dane sells Swiss picks at the store. And listen, once you get a Swiss pick in your hand, try it. The greatest gripping guitar pick in your life with holes just big enough to fit my wee wee in. Swiss picks, try it. You will love it. Get the Jason Becker Blue Cheese Edition and check that out. Helps Jason Becker and his foundation. Uh, Swiss picks, give them a shot. You will never go back to a regular pick. Also, Johnny, fu tone.com. When you want to hot rod your guitar, fu-tone.com will certainly be at Summer Nam with a nice display, I'm sure, of all the wonderful things they could do for your guitar, such as noiseless springs, titanium bridges, saddles, tuners, fu-tone.com. When you want to hot rod your guitar, upgrades for all your performance needs, fu-tone.com. Check them out. I'm sure also will be a, uh, a booth for Tessie Switch, the greatest guitar kill switches out there. Tessie Switch, when you want a professional-level guitar kill switch, you go to Tessie Switch. You could beat the shit out of those kill switches, and they will not stop working because that's a professional-level guitar kill switch. Tessie Switch, the greatest guitar kill switch is on the market today. Proud sponsors of Talking Guitars that he's been a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm on there their website. Go. Yeah. Mention Johnny Bean or myself or anyone from the show. And they, <laughs> they'll they do something for you. I don't know what, but they'll do something for you. <laughs> anyway, it is time for Show and Tell Guitar. Today's show and tell guitar is a tribute to uh, the late George Klein. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Dennis. Klein. Oh, oh my God! Oh, wow! Am I am I off today? <laughs> is a tribute to the Eric Skolnick. I just I just slapped the shit out of myself on t- <laughs> um, George Klein. Yeah, De- Dennis. Klein. The actor George Klein. It's a tribute. To- no, Dennis Klein. Uh, one of the the best known graphic painters of Kramer's. So today is a is a tribute to him. Um, so today's show and tell guitar is a celebrity guitar. <laughs> and uh, let's see. <laughs> I know, right, Keith Campbell? I got to get my shit straight today, boy. <laughs> okay. Today's show and tell guitar, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny, please, if you give a drum roll. Oh, look at that thing. Hang on. Wrong button. Wow, look at that. You got it? That's like a a box of cereal. You got it? Ah, hang on. It's playing a commercial. Tech more on Tuesday. Got it. Okay, that's our thumbnail. 
Let's take a look at this. This is, uh, by the way, this is Andy Timmons' guitar. Andy Timmons of Danger Danger. Andy Timmons, the solo artist. Andy Timmons, a very cool guitar hero. This is a Kramer Sustainer. Kramer Sustainer came out in the late 80s. And only for a short time. This particular graphic was done as a gift from Kramer for Andy. It's Fred and Barney, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. And they're playing in a rock band. You see the little sign says, let's see if I could get it. God damn it. Rock concert today. Rock concert today. Can you read that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Barney's playing the drums. Fred's playing a little guitar. There you go. This is, it's a hot pink guitar with this graphic painted uh, by Klein for Andy. And the reason Kramer gifted this to him for his birthday was Andy always started out a set by playing the Flintstones theme on guitar. And Andy showed me how to play it. Uh, and this guitar was his as a gift from Kramer. And was one of the few Kramers he uh, he had back in the day when he was still with Danger Danger. Uh, Gazoo, we need you. I like the, the little joke, rock concert today. Get it? <laughs> there you go. And it's dated on the on the lower horn by Klein. He dated it. And you see, uh, the top pickup is a sustainer, which, of course, vibrates the string via magnets and keeps the note going. It's battery-operated. And the bottom, um, I think, is a JB. And then, of course, being that it was a Kramer from the late 80s, you have an original Floyd. And you have this, you have a couple of toggle switches, and you have this little light up. Let's see if I have a battery in it. So I haven't played this in a little while. I do not have a battery in it right now. But usually when you flick it, the little light goes on and you're in sustainer mode. And you have two volumes and a tone for the sustainer and, and the uh, bridge humbucker. Little battery in the back. I love this hot pink, by the way. Beautiful. Hello, dum-dums. There you go. And I just love these later Berettas and, and Sustainers and Night Swans and, um, uh, you know, basically the last line that they did from 87 to 1990 when they folded and the Pacers. I just love these last lines of strats that they did. They're really good feeling guitars. Again, to reiterate, these were built using ESP parts. When they switched to this pyramid logo, this is this is parts coming from ESP. They assembled them in New Jersey, but they're different than they built in the early 80s where they were built in the States. So still a USA guitar, just using some ESP parts. So there you go. Hot pink, nice neck. This is um, basically a, a satin neck, these necks. Very thin D-shape. You'll notice nice rosewood board. This is my favorite Kramer logo they did 
I love the, the pyramid style logo. And you notice it says Kramer American. Like I said, that was the line that they used the ESP parts. They called it the American because they were assembled in New Jersey. So I also love the old Kramers have the, uh, the little wrench holders on the back. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a personal favorite of mine because I was a huge fan of Danger Danger in the 80s. I'm still a huge Danger Danger fan. And uh Andy's such a nice guy. I've done interviews with him and uh and uh you know I've I've bought a few guitars from him personally over the years. Um really sweetheart of a guy and um such a, an underappreciated player. You know, he was a studio player when he joined Danger Danger. Originally, Tony Bruno of Soraya was the original guitarist of Danger Danger. He recorded most of their first album. And then they said, hey, you're staying with Danger Danger, right? He's like, no, I'm, I'm actually part of Soraya and I'm staying with Soraya. So, um, you know, they needed a new guitarist. And someone said, hey, you know what? I know a studio player in Texas that is really going to be big. You should ask him to join. And sure enough, they got Andy Timmons. And look, years later, he's he's touring around with guys like uh, like Steve Vai and um, you know other other monster players in the G three concerts and his own solo work. Um, really, really, really great great player. But his his professional gig, aside from studio work, was originally with Danger Danger. And I thought those first two Danger Danger albums were great. He came up with that solo uh, puppet show. It's just an instrumental work on the second Danger Danger album. Basically his version of, you know, what Eddie did with Eruption. You know, if you want a signature instrumental for Andy Timmons, it's probably Puppet Show. He plays it live on concert. Um, He got a couple of solos when they recorded the first Danger Danger album. Like I said, that's mostly Tony Bruno. But later on, Andy said, you know what? At least I got on the album. I did a few of the solos in the recording. And then the second album was all Andy. And, uh, you know, he's been in and out of Danger Danger. You know, they they switched the band around with, you know, with Ted Poley and, and Andy and Casey. And uh, later on, they, they brought him. But this is a unique graphic made for Andy by Klein. And uh, it's a personal favorite guitar in my collection. I really love it. So there you go. Today's show and tell guitar, Andy Timmons, Kramer Sustainer, painted by Klein, specifically for Andy, as a gift from Kramer. And that is today's show and tell guitar of the week. go bang zoom delicious bang energy drink water that's it right there delicious bang okay <laughs> uh let's see what else we got so let's see to recap uh let me know in the comments of the video what your thoughts are on uh gurish in the chronicles let me know what your thoughts are on the new Skid Row with the new vocalist from Heat. And let me know your thoughts on um, on Def Leppard's Kick album. I'm curious what you think of all three of those. And uh, there you go. That's what I want to know. Leave comments in the video. And, of course, smash the like button because why not? Slap it.
Slap it. Just hit that like button. Keep that like button out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> we'll smith it. Uh, let's see what the chat has to say. Uh, did I see Lita Ford jamming with Sammy Hagar this past week in Vegas? I did oh, not. I, I, I heard about that. Was it good? Because both, I mean, two top-notch talents there. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Good yep. stuff. What'd they have? They had, they had a whole set somewhere? He he has a, a residency in Vegas. He's playing the Strat, Sammy Hagar. And what is it? Lita just came on as a guest? or She was just a guest for, for like a song, I believe. Well, that's cool. What did they play together? Um, I forget. Somebody in the chat knows. Oh, crap. That's not it. Willie Mancuda. Sammy Hagar. Um, they played. Who in the chat knows what song Lita was jamming with Sam- Sammy? <laughs> Rock ADHD Candy. Sharp says, John, you got to stay on for another hour. I just ate four gummies. Hellstorm, do you know? You you asked me if I saw it, so here they are. What song they, did they play? They well, uh in the chat they're saying rock candy, Stephen Franklin. Yeah, Keith Campbell, there's no censorship on this show. <laughs> we we break that barrier all the time. Which one was it, Johnny? What song? What, what song was it? Has that been a long time since I rock and roll? That sounds like rock and roll. Yeah. Sounds like they're trying to play rock and roll. Been a long time since I rock and roll. They probably played played a couple times. Since I've been between Lita's legs. Oh my God. I wish. I wish. Uh, Let's see. Keith Campbell says Sammy was looking kind of fat behind Lita. Well, Lita's always in good shape, Lita takes care of herself. Was Sammy looking fat? Was he looking a little puffy? I mean, Sammy Hagar does no wrong in my eyes, but what was he looking a little plump, Johnny? Huh? Not, he looks like Sammy Johnny. Hagar. Johnny, you with us? Johnny, he looks, hey, he looks good. We're still on, Johnny. He looks good. He did look good. Yeah. Keith Campbell says he was looking fat behind Lita. I don't I... know Sammy to be heavy. I don't I don't know anything about that. Stephen Franklin says they also did rock candy. They might have. You might, Rabbit, you might. <laughs> Jimmy Ray Hawkins, get some delicious bang energy drink. <laughs> Always the right drink at the most inappropriate moments, like the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, weird. I, I have to look and see, uh, and see what else do you guys in the chat want to talk about? I hit all the subjects I want to talk about. Did Did you talk about Taylor Hawkins? I didn't. I figure everyone has talked about it already. I figured you guys did a special on it the other day. Obviously, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters. Um, you know, goes without saying, known sweetheart of a guy. 
Foo Fighters, great brand, great band. Another terrible tragedy, you know, from an overdose of drugs. You know, I mean, that's I, that's. I, go I ahead, talked Johnny. about them on Friday. Jay and I did I, the Van Halen show Friday. I saw, then, I saw on the video you guys had like you know, in the title, so I assumed you guys already did a tribute to them. We talked about them Saturday. I went live and talked about it Friday, like an hour after they announced it. Okay. Um. And yeah, did about three and a half hours. There you go. So, like I said, I'll, I'll just you know chime in by saying, sad, tragic, great guy, great drummer, and you know from what I know, we we have a lot of mutual friends. Great person, very well loved, and uh, sad to hear it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I I know, you know, I, I I've lost a bunch of people to drugs, friends, you know. Uh, Renus wants to know, do I own any of CC Deville's flying V guitars? I don't. I own some of his strats. All his flying V's were uh, GMPs, and uh, he doesn't sell those. So, but no, I, I do not own any of his uh, his V's. Uh, yeah, and uh, from what I heard, Caleb Rappaport, I, I I saw Caleb left a beautiful tribute on his uh, Facebook page to him on what an influence he was, and uh, you know how they they really he really I should say got Caleb to to play and and Caleb wouldn't be the player that he is the monster player he is I should say um you know without uh without you know having met and and inspired by Taylor and almost joining a band with Taylor uh let's see you know Janice says it's selfish to do stuff like that and put the band at risk I mean here's the thing you know the entertainment industry, whether it's uh, music or acting or whatever, um, it's it's very it's very stressful. Number one, it's a drug culture, and you know, be, being in the entertainment industry myself, I'll just tell you, drugs are everywhere. They're available everywhere, and they're usually free. So I I can't count on two hands, how many times I've been offered uh, on on the side of sets or on parties or on, you know, in industry work-related events, free, free drugs, free cocaine. Um, you know, weed is legal, so that's, that's no thing. But, you know, hard stuff, hard, you know, cocaine, heroin. Um, it's accessible. It's offered to us. And it's, it's, you know, there's like nothing to lose, you know, peer pressure. You're under a lot of pressure. You want something to loosen up. I personally um, am very proud for myself that I, I have never done drugs. It's not my thing. It's never been my thing. But I have known a lot of friends, close friends in the music industry and in the entertainment industry in general, acting, whatever, that do them, have done them. And a few of them have lost their lives from them. You know, Janie Lane, my friend Billy, um, you know, a number. I could go through a list. But, you know, there's not a a party or a set that somewhere doesn't have, um, you know, hard drugs offered to you, hard drugs Mm -hmm. accessible to you. And that's a perk to some people that use it and think, you know, nothing can happen. 
And a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times, you know, they're just having a party. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you you don't know when too much is too much. And in, in the case of Taylor, unfortunately, that is what happened. You know, uh, you know, here's a happy guy that everyone liked, an incredible musician. And at some point, just you know, did too much. And that, that's, that's all you could say about it. It wasn't, um, you know, to anyone's knowledge, it wasn't an intentional thing. It was a, probably a recreational thing. And like a lot of people, sometimes you just don't know what's going on. And unfortunately, um, that is probably what happened in this case based on the drugs that were in a system, you know? So, tragedy and um you know not not much you could really say about that you know just just very very sad to lose someone so freaking young and so creative and so um popular at at a, at a peak just of of doing so well successfully you know it, it's just sad nothing more can be said than that's a tragedy so yeah rest in yeah. peace and you know i when when i was live um i left the chat open and a, there was a lot of foo fighters that came over here a few foo fighter fans um sure there's a lot of new people if you rewatch the video i did there's tons of alt names in the chat all foo fighter people and um a lot of them were saying they thought the, the band would be over like the band will retire after this they were saying, uh, I don't think uh, they'll retire. Dave Grohl had said if, if he lo if any of the members, you know, were to leave the band, they, they would, they would stop. But this isn't, this isn't a case of left the band. This is a case of tragedy. Something happened. And I think, I don't think he would want them to stop. You know, the guy loved music. No, the guy no, loved but being in the Foo Fighters. I don't think that Taylor would want them to stop being a band, even though right now, obviously it hits everyone. It hits the fans. It hits the band. Everyone's devastated. But I think for now they'll stop and gather themselves and regroup and say, look, what would Taylor have wanted us to do? And I, I personally, my own opinion, I think, Based on how much he loved that band and the fans, I think he would want them to go on. So that that's up to them. Obviously, they'll make mm -hmm. that decision when they're ready to make it. I know for you know for obvious reasons they cancel their shows now, um, but I, I think that's that's one of those things that just uh, you know we'll have to wait and see and just let everyone do their proper mourning and let everyone go through the motions and and you know get themselves together and say, okay, it's time to figure out what we're going to do guys. You know, Stephen mm -hmm. Franklin says it hits Grohl really hard. It hits a lot of people really hard. Look, you know, I, I love the Foo Fighters. I'm not, they're not in my main wheelhouse of hair bands, but they're a good band that I enjoyed. So I was really upset to hear that another, you know, person in the business, um, you know, had such a tragedy, especially someone that we have mutual friends and a lot of them, 
So, you know, I, I, I feel bad for his fans, his band, his family. And um, look, you know, everyone's going to be affected by it, you know, but I, I hope, I hope that the band does decide to continue on in his honor, in his name, because I think that's what he wants or would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's what that's kind of what I was saying the other night too. But a lot of the the actual fa- like like diehard fans were saying they thought it might be over, and they would. I know, don't think they would know I don't the think band. Be, I don't think because the circumstances. I think if if the band had a fight and broke apart or something, then I think they would call it quits. But in in a tragedy like that, where look, it, it's an overdose. You know, it's 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 not something he wanted to do. I'm sure the guy didn't uh, didn't start partying and say, I want to die tonight. I'm sure, look, just got carried away. You know, it got out of someone's hands and that's the situation, you know. Um, Bozik's, mm-hmm. here's the thing. My my thing with Nirvana, my, my beef with Nirvana is purely because they ushered in the grunge era, which really um, affected the hairband era. And I, even with Nirvana, as much as I, I bitch about them, I still liked Smell Like Teen Spirit because it seemed like a metal song. It was kind of a bridge between metal and grunge. I still like that song, that individual song. The rest of the songs, not a fan. Um, but I also think the Foo Fighters was a different sound than Nirvana. The Foo Fighters, I enjoyed their music where I really did not enjoy Nirvana. You know? Foo Fighters, uh, you know, it was just... I mean, don't you think it was a different sound? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't they weren't a miserable, grungy sound. No, no, that they, they, you know, they they were they, more they of were, an upbeat. You they know, were more more rock. Yeah, but more, more of an upbeat attitude too. They weren't bitching about it raining in Seattle and their big itchy sweaters. They weren't looking at their feet while playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they brought out. You know, a, but that was that was also good, done by the time Foo Fighters was happening. That was that, that had already. Yeah, already that had, that had lived its day, and the Foo Fighters came out later. Mm-hmm. But that's it. The Foo Fighters are a different sound and a different era, technically. Even though you know, it it, it evolved out of Nirvana. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean it sounded like Nirvana or mm-hmm. any two, of those sad two of the members. Bands. Two of the members are from Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, what Grohl did with Nirvana is not what he did with the Foo Fighters. No, no, he was the front man. Is. But I'm saying the sound wise, sound wise. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, no. you know, the, the thing about Kurt Cobain was he he was, you know, playing on the pain and the misery and the depression. Grohl wasn't doing that. You know, the Foo Fighters was more of an upbeat out of out of the gate rock band. Mm-hmm. You know, they had they had a, a happier sound, for lack of a better way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome, Quentin. Just rewind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll start the whole show over for you, Quentin. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Watch the beginning, Quentin. We talked about the 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 slap. Uh, vintage sounds. I did not hear. Uh, I did not hear Taylor's la- last message. 
on the answering machine. I did not hear that. No. But yeah, Stephen Franklin, very different music, very different sound, totally different sound. And that's why I do like the Foo Fighters and I did not like Nirvana. You know? So there you go. Mm -hmm. I like both. Okay, fair enough. And yeah, Leo Safko, 90s did suck. After after 92, it was all downhill, boys and girls. Bruce Dickinson left Maiden, Halford left Priest. Yeah, look, the, the 90s, uh, there was so much crap in the 90s. Hagar definitely, left Van Halen. Huh? Hagar left Van Halen in the 90s. Yeah, really. Halen 3 happened. You know. I like I like that one. Someone had to. <laughs> it was me. John, they, they sold two <laughs> copies, and one of them was to Johnny. Thank you, Vintage Sounds. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, you, you know, longtime listeners of the show know I, I am not a fan of Nirvana for many reasons. Uh, I just, I look, I just didn't like grunge in general. I was very big into the hairband scene, and grunge came out, and, you know, I won't rehash it again and again. But, um, you know, after grunge era, you know, you got bands like Foo Fighters and Offspring, and I liked those bands. You know, Power Man 5000, I, I liked those bands. Just skip over that uh, the 90s grunge scene for me. Uh, Hellstorm says, Tracy Guns posting on Twitter, they're going to start recording another new L.A. Guns album. Let me tell you something. They, they have that formula. When Tracy and Phil get together, L.A. Guns is one of those classic bands that just has that beautiful chemistry between your lead guitarist and your vocalist. That is what I was talking about earlier. Um, when, you know, I was saying for Skid Row, you know, Sebastian was a frontman onto his own, but nothing super special about the guitar players as solid as snake and Scotty are. They're not guitar heroes. However, Tracy guns is a guitar hero. And with Phil Lewis, um, really terrific stuff. You know, that that's a chemistry that works. Uh, let's see. Bozik was asking, if I hated that era of rock, what were you listening to for most of the 90s, if you don't mind my asking? Most of the 90s, um, again, I mean, I clung on to the albums that, that did not really get um, a lot of airplay. So like Warrants, Dog Eat Dog, Wingers, Pull, um, uh, Skid Row's Subhuman Race. Um, I listened to what was being produced by the metal guys in the 90s, even though it was by, you know, bands like Paris Records and stuff, uh, uh, um, companies and producers like Paris Records and, you know, no longer Atlantic or, you know, any of the big ones. Um, so I, w I was still listening to the 90s guys as they chugged along trying to figure out where their place was in the world. Um, and of course I stayed with the old stuff. I still listen to, like, I still listen today to, to various hair metal bands, um, and thrash bands and, and all the metal acts and rock acts. Um, I still listen to them then. And I listen to them now. Um, that's my favorite genre, but I bought, I tried to support them. Look, while, you know, the new guys were coming out with, you know, depressing music, 
I thought Winger's Pull was an amazing album. It was an amazing album. And, you know, Warrant was still coming out with product. Um, even though they weren't selling well, I bought Poison's Native Tongue. Um, even though, you know, like I said, it wasn't quite as good as the stuff with CC Personally, I was buying the Van Halen stuff. Lynch Mob, yes, bought that. Whoever was still putting out product, I bought the albums. Brett Michaels had solo stuff. A, a, a bunch of guys, you know, Metallica. Okay, they tried the grunge. Kiss tried the grunge. They were both terrible at it. Um, but I bought it. I bought, you know, I still supported the bands that I liked. And I took what they could give. You know, whatever was available that I could get my grubby mitts on in an era where not a lot of stuff was coming out in the stores. I said, what do you got from the rock guys? And I bought that stuff and I supported that stuff and I bought those CDs and I have them. And, uh, you know, there you go. Someone's calling in who we got. Quick call. Larry. Johnny. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. You very good. Very good. Hey, have you ever have you ever uh, tried to reach out to, to Jesse Harms, the old keyboard player from uh, Sam Hagar? You ever see a grown man naked before? <laughs> Not yet. No. 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 We should. Yeah, we, I, we you should do that. You should. He, he's he's a really nice guy, and uh, I heard him on a podcast a while ago, about a year ago, and uh, we. Uh, after after Sammy you know left Van Halen and start you know start touring with his new album, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I won a a meet and greet with Sammy right here in Fargo, and so we were backstage and they they shoved everybody into a uh, like a shower because it was like a like a like a like a gym shower. Mm. and uh mm. we're all hanging out in the shower and he, and he popped his head in and i i, I recognize him because i've Wh- which head semi fan, so. <laughs> he uh they, they he popped a donkey in the box and, uh, and locked you know, us in and uh the lights went nice out and, uh, and then after the the, the meet greet was kind of funny because is it at meet and greet m-e-a-t okay don't talk to sammy don't ask me any questions don't you know, don't ask for an autograph. If you have a camera, we'll take a, a photo for you. And that's, you know, it was like a, like a 10 second deal. And then you're like shoved out back in the, uh, shoved out oh. in the, uh, out in the crowd. But he, he followed my wife and I and talked to us for, it seemed like 45 minutes, but super nice guy. What do you mean he and, followed? Uh, like he, he stalked just, you? He followed you? So was cool. he out your window? He's uh, looking on the second uh, story see, like window said, on a he, ladder. He was on a, a podcast about a year ago, and he was just so happy to talk about he things. Cool. About your wife? I just wanted to say you should uh, reach out and see what. Uh, okay. If he could uh, talk about stuff, but that'd be super cool. nice guy. That'd be cool. I'm looking right now. I'm looking to see how I can how I can find him. Um. Yeah, he, that sounds he, like he's a actually crazy got like a, a music school, I think, what I heard on my podcast, but uh, it was really yeah, strange. Sammy followed us home in an unmarked out, sedan. Talking away. Blacked out windows. Anyway. 
Looked out the window. Sammy was masturbating in my bushes. Oh, that's awful. Sa- Sa- Sammy didn't want to Sammy didn't want to sign an autograph, but he was writing his name in jizz on my window. Oh my God. I called the police. Hey, no. I think Sammy Hagar's outside my window. Help. God, that's <laughs> awful. Um Dude, I would have called the cops, man. I- <laughs> Sam- Sammy was following you home. He's not th- but he's not talking about Sammy. He's talking about Jesse. Well, listen, I call the cops on him too. He's following. He's following us home. Um, Larry, Larry, thank you, thank you so much. That's that's a great idea, and I will, I will, I will get in touch with him. Larry, I get a restraining order oh, going. I think it was really cool. He's a he's a nice guy. So awesome, awesome. I'm I'm trying to find <laughs> Steve Carmichael. <laughs> Oh my God, Steve! Steve Carmichael says Sammy finished what he started on the window. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God! Oh no! Cool. Okay, I'll find him. But hey, thank you so much, Larry. Larry. Larry Christensen. Right. Larry Christensen. See, man. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, man. Larry, I would, I would, I would change the locks on my house and uh, get a dog. I'd be worried, man. I hope he doesn't know where you live, Larry. <laughs> oh, boy. Yikers. <laughs> I like that. Yay. Followed us home. And uh, <laughs> what? wait, what? He what? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> oh i see okay i see what he's talking about he, the, okay what? please tell me because this sounds like a terrible stalker story well, no, 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 i'm not concerned th- about larry and his wife i'm worried for them no not that i see where okay i i've just i see where he's talking about where jesse did a podcast okay i found it oh okay okay <laughs> larry thank you that's a great idea man thank you brother I'll i'll get in touch with him just don't ask for his autograph. <laughs> no, that, that was like two different things he was talking about. It, it all uh, got mixed up. Hey, listen, it all got mish, it all got mished up into one fun story. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone else in the chat concerned for these poor people? <laughs> all I know is I'm dialing nine one one the second we get off the air, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, baby, spread your legs. Let me fertilize your legs. Oh, God. that's what my cream is made of. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Yeah, hey. I don't know, man. I'm worried. <laughs> Speaking of um, of uh, Sammy stalking, a delicious bang oh. energy drink. Always the right drink at the most inappropriate moments. When you have a stalker following you oh, and your no. wife home, bang energy drink. All right, one more call. One more call. We, we, one more call. Who's calling? We're, we're never taking calls ever again. Hello, <laughs> Johnny. It's Keith. Keith Richards. No. Yeah. Keith, Keith Campbell. Campbell. Keith Campbell hey, in the house. Makuta. Love to my Makuta. 
Thank you, for thank you man. And, uh, Much love to, uh, to Mama Kuda. Rhino as well. Thank you. One thing I want to ask you is, have any of you ever mm. seen David Lee Roth do the Naked? teacher video oh. on the 2007 tour in San Diego? Where he grabs a, a woman's clamshell phone and doesn't yeah. stalk the girl. He I'm sorry, clamshell phone, phone or her clamshell? And says, here's a picture for you. That's how you do that. Not oh, wait, wait. He, he, he puts no it down his pants, Please. right? He that's puts it down classic. his pants? Yeah. Is That's where he puts it down his pants and takes that's the photo, all. right? Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Love you all. Yep. Thank you, Keith. Stay off the bag, John. Bye. All right, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, so... So, wait. I, I think I remember seeing this. This is where he takes the phone and puts it down his pants? Yeah. And gives her a photo of his junk. Yeah, I remember this video. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> it's it's David Lee David Lee Cock. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I remember that. I, I first thought when he said, "I uh, do you remember the video where he's grabbing a girl's clam?" I'm, what? Yeah. Oh oh, cl- clam shell phone. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I do. I do remember that video. That was pretty funny. I mean, you know. Again, this in these days, you know, probably someone will, you know, press charges on him or something because we're too sensitive. But uh, it was a very rock and roll thing to do. And by the way, for those of you guys that uh, that do or don't follow me on social media, uh, go to my Facebook page. And something happened last week where I went into an IHOP and there was a sign on the IHOP lobby wall where it said, now you can eat pancakes and you don't need your pants. And it was insinuating that you can get home delivery of IHOP pancakes where you don't have to get dressed and go out of the house. That's what it was insinuating. But I decided to take a photo without my pants in the IHOP. And I posted that photo on social media. It's on my Instagram. It's on my Facebook Look under Jonathan Mancuda, and you will see this lovely photo of me in front of that sign without my pants. Now, of course, because of social media guidelines, I had to draw on like a little thong underwear. So <laughs> I, all of my uh, my my meat and potatoes are covered. But it's kind His of fun just, to, uh, just to know that I took down my pants and underwear in the middle of an IHOP for a photo opportunity. So. Take a second and um, and and check that out on my Facebook or my uh, or my uh, Instagram because a lot of people were having fun with it this week. My uh, my nude IHOP photo and uh, and yeah, Janice, that was me. <laughs> a lot of people were talking about it and a lot of people have been sharing it and uh, it's fun just just to get it past the guidelines. I cheesily drew on some neon green thong over my over my stuff but uh but you can see i'm i'm basically naked in the ihop so it's pretty funny so check that out and uh give it some love or or just throw up and ignore it but uh pretty fun (laughs) because you know what life is short it's too short not to have as much silly fun as possible that's rock and roll that's rock and roll so there you go what else we got, Johnny? Um, I think I think that's it. What you want? Are we are we good, or you want to talk in the chat more? What do you want to do? 
Uh, well, it's uh, almost you, midnight. Do you want to? Do you want to go a four hour, or are you good at three and a half, or what do you want to do? I'm good. You're you're good. So we're I'm good. good. We're good. So let's give thanks to our awesome audience who we appreciate, who we love, who we love to get comments to. Smash the like button. Smack it like Will Smack Smith. It. Smack that like button like Will Smith. Give it a will. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a will. Where there's a will, there is a violent incident in public. Uh, yeah, but look, just uh, hit the like button. Leave comments in the video because we love reading and replying to them. Tell me what you think about Heat vocalist joining Skid Row. Tell me what you think about uh, the new Def Leppard. Tell me what you think about Girish and the Chronicles. And anything else you want to talk about, just smash the like button. And uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And let's give thanks to our channel members, our great and beloved and very appreciated channel members. Yeah, I know, Keith Campbell. I put I put as much censorship on that uh, nude IHOP photo as possible. Thank you, Sherman Callahan. Sherman. Let's let's thank our channel members, David Allen Wright, Mike Neese, Keenan Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mr. Mick, Bubbly Dukakis, Smallmouth Guy, Lawrence Christensen, My Tree, Majestic PB&J Cat, Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James 5150, James Gum, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G, Christopher Live Sawa, All Dave, All Night, Murph Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2R3 Locking Nut, Six Chicks 71, uh, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G, Music Therapy, Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, The Chad, uh, John Marana, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, KXM Rock, R. Habs, Stephen Franklin, Carol Hatcher, Sean Shreds, Mar Sean Shreds, Margaret Scranton, Michael the Captain Smith, Jesus Rapes, Me, Nicole Mrazek, Brian Spaulding, False Flag, Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, Mr. BHB Jr., that's Bruce, Thomas Santiago, Bozik, Linny Lou and Mary, Get Lenny Lou's name out of your fucking mouth. I'm sorry, Mary. I'm so sorry. And Steve Carmichael. And because I need to update this, Flying Pickle. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them flying, boys and girls. Robert Stoltz. Robert Stoltz. Thank you, man. <laughs> Flying Pickle, by the way, is a parakeet. God bless him. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you everybody <laughs> thank you everybody thank you neander paul thank you dane zimmerman thank you all of our audience much love to mama kuda and again we love you we appreciate you it's nice to be important it's more important to be nice Spread love to each other, man, and rock on, everybody. Thank you so much. We love and appreciate our audience. Yes. You all rock. Also, tune in tomorrow. You got two shows. Talking Van Halen on Twitch, over on nice. Twitch, 8 p.m. Eastern, and It's Metal Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, back here on YouTube. With Jay Hannon and Boner Jams. Yes. Yes. So join us and leave a review on Google. Be kind. Be merciful. Pretend the show's okay. Yes. <laughs> Just go to Johnny Bean TV and leave a, a, a review.
Johnny's getting ready for 10 hours of GTA on Twitch and uh, stuffing his face with delicious Colonel's gourmet popcorn. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I'll that's what we'll be doing. It's mm. awesome. And Sherman it's Callahan so got the new Gizmachi CD. If you have not yet, do it. It's fucking great. 16 years in the making. The second Gizmachi CD. Check it out. It's oh really my good. Gosh. Really, really it's good. Crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely, Johnny. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. Rock All right. on, everybody. We love you. Rock on. Very disappointing, John. Very disappointing. Once again. Uh.